With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You cannot walk the walk for a while, so you might as well talk the talk in the NFL, the gift of bombs, dropping bombs, NFL style. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Rate quote. Now, we typically do not read GQ magazine. It's not something that's on our reading list in these parts. But when we do, we love it. Oh, it's so good. Now, I have not improved my fashion sense at all. I don't really need to improve my fashion sense. If you've ever met me, you know that I am Mr. Fashion here at Fox Sports Radio. Seven years in a row voted Mr. Fashion. I just beat out Jason Smith last year. Uh, and it's a, a very, very big honor that I've, I've picked up over the last seven years here at the company. So a couple times a year, this GQ magazine, which I guess is still a thing. Who reads the actual magazine? I, I read the thing online. I didn't pay a cent for it, but somebody's paying for it. So GQ magazine, they interview athletes a couple times a year. Usually they do one football player, a basketball player, and a baseball player. I think I'm right on that. Sometimes they'll mix hockey in, but that's the general cadence for the the guys over at GQ. So that's what they do. Now, some of these interviews are just a complete bleeping waste of time. 
We don't bring them up. We don't talk about them. Nothing there. Nothing to see. Move on. And other times, you get Jalen Ramsey. You get Jalen Ramsey, who made an appearance for the ages in that publication. Now, if you did not see this, if you've been out of the loop here and you haven't been paying attention, it's a bad job by you. There'll be a test later. You might have missed this because you either don't care about Jacksonville, you don't know what GQ magazine is, or whatever it might be, whatever excuse you've cooked up. So Jalen Ramsey, the mouth of the South for the Jacksonville Jags, whose day job is plausibly to play defensive back in Jacksonville, he moonlighted as a boxer. And he was throwing verbal haymakers, trash talk to the 10th degree, and he was tearing up a number of quarterbacks. There's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of stuff. But Jalen Ramsey went on this rant for the ages. He has his own personal hit list, if you will. He went through the quarterbacks in the NFL, and he just at the top, you had Josh Allen, the rookie for Buffalo. Trash, according to Ramsey. Joe Flacco sucks. Yeah, Ravens quarterback. Who else? Ben Roethlisberger is, quote, decent, according to Ramsey. Matt Ryan is overrated. Deshaun Watson's going to win an MVP award 100%. Carson Wentz will be neck and neck with Watson for the next five to ten years. We can go on and on here. He went through the list, uh, a litany of quarterbacks. And that's just the tip of the spear, right? So you get the point. So let's talk about this. Now, the question, we'll frame it this way. What? Did you make of Jalen Ramsey's rant heard around the NFL? We've had rebuttals. We've had people coming out of the woodwork, crawling out of the woodwork, crawling out of the walls to make statements about this. Now, my thoughts on it, I have Rossian minimized and the water restrictor. Now, it might not sound like I can possibly put those in a proper Cadence, but I will. I'm going to attempt to do that right now like a magician. So you've got Rossian minimized and the water restrictor. We'll tie that together. Now, number one, have always had a place in my heart since about the time I chose to make this my career for the trash-talking defensive back or wide receiver. In this case, we're talking defensive back. It has been a staple of the NFL way back in the Middle Ages, before social media became a thing, before the Internet was even really a thing, back in the old AOL Netscape Navigator days, Jalen Ramsey is simply taking the baton from Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's injured. He's washed up. He's going through the motions with the Niners. Jalen Ramsey's taking that baton from Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman who took it from past generation? There's other guys, Darrell Revis, Revis Island, that whole thing with the Jets. Uh, the old school guys, if you want, it's hard to say old school because it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was. You had T-Buck, Terrell Buckley, who became a trash-talking legend on sports radio on the old Jim Rome show back when that was a thing, uh, and, and T-Buck was on that. And the benchmark, Deion Sanders, prime time, back in the day. We are talking about nuclear codes, right? That these guys, they, they said the cheat code there, and, and they were you know, they had the nuclear codes, and they were dropping nuclear bombs. But uh, this is football. And that particular GQ rant, and I think I read the whole thing. I, I read it online. I assume that's the whole story. Jalen Ramsey had a, it, it had to me, a Rossian feel to it. 
Now, what does that mean? That means, as in Jeff Ross, if you're a fan of Comedy Central, you know that Jeff Ross is the Roastmaster General. You cannot have a traditional, authentic comedy roast on Comedy Central without the Roastmaster General Jeff Ross there. I don't think he does anything else. I don't think he acts. I don't think he actually does stand-up comedy. I don't think he has anything other than those. I've never seen him anywhere else. Uh, to my knowledge, he's never been in any TV shows, any movies, any of that stuff. And maybe he has. I don't I don't pay attention to that. But I, as far as I know, he hasn't. All I know him from is the comedy roast. That's what Jalen Ramsey was doing. He was just, he was rifted, man. He was going for it. <laughs> he was. Now, the, the second thing here, Ramsey, his skills, this is more evidence that his skills are being minimized in Jacksonville. Now, let me explain here. Yes, Jalen Ramsey was in the Final Four of football last year. He was in the AFC title game against the Patriots, representing Duval. Yeah, I know. I get it. However, Jacksonville is not and will never be a high-profile team. You've got the haves and the have-nots in the NFL. And Ramsey came this close, this close to being on a glamour team. You flash back to when he was coming out of college and the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? They were hot and heavy. There was a deep flirtation that was taking place between the Cowboys and Jalen Ramsey. And the scuttlebutt before that particular draft was that the Cowboys were going to take Ramsey, and it didn't work out. Imagine how much fun, how much more enjoyable Things would be if this Jalen Ramsey, with all this erratic conduct and behavior of Jalen Ramsey, if that was on display on a high-profile team, my God, would that be good. It's good anyway, but it would be even better. It would be even more enjoyable if only it was in a different location. I remember Jerry Jones canoodled with Jalen Ramsey before the draft, and he's the Cowboys GM. He got talked out of it. I think they drafted some offensive linemen, if I remember, before the relationship could be consummated. It's a bad job by them. We know Jerry loves stars. He's a star effort. Imagine what he would have done with Jalen Ramsey. It would have been amazing. Now, the last thing here. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I, I guess he's lucky. CNN doesn't cover this kind of stuff. because The, the language that Jalen Ramsey is using here, I mean, very offensive uh, language towards quarterbacks. You can't use these terms in uh, modern society. Uh, how dare you, right? Uh, what do you say? Josh Allen's trash. Joe Flacco sucks. Terms like that. Those are dog whistles. How dare you, uh, Jalen Ramsey? Uh, how You cannot do that. Now, these comments overall, uh, having seen them all and seen the reaction, the reaction did not was not warranted based on these comments. To me, they were mostly benign. We have said many of the same things over the last handful of months, the last handful of years here. Now, who are we? We're the the voice of the common man, the overnight show here. That's all. We do this all the time. We talk about these quarterbacks. And we've said, again, very similar things about all these quarterbacks. What Jalen Ramsey did was he removed the water restrictor from the showerhead. And if you happen to live in a state that restricts the flow of water in your shower and you go to YouTube and you look at a little video there on how to remove that water restrictor and you increase the water pressure 
and then you take a shower and you imagine how much better that is. You just think about it. If you've not done it, it's, a, it's so much better. That's what Ramsey's done, right? He is, he's taken the water restrictor off the showerhead. And he's been empowered by this GQ magazine. He's shot from the hip. And people don't like it. They're uncomfortable. I don't what's the big it's a football player. Who the hell cares what Jalen Ramsey thinks anyway? I think it's I think it's amusing. And worked up over Jalen Ramsey. And I was in lockstep with a lot of what he had to say. I was right there, side by side, banging the drum with Jalen Ramsey. He was evangelizing about NFL quarterbacks. I was right there. There There's two things that Jalen Ramsey really screwed up. He really messed up. You know what those two things are? I'll tell you. He said Deshaun Watson is 100% going to be an MVP. There's no proof his body can make it through an entire season. I think Carson Wentz knows about that. He got hurt last year. Uh, So if you don't make it through an entire season, you don't win the MVP. So that's ridiculous until he proves he, he, meaning Deshaun Watson, can play the entire year. And Ramsey lost about 90% of all credibility when he said Lamar Jackson should have been picked higher than 32nd by Baltimore. Horrible, horrible, and really bad. The reality is that Lamar Jackson should pray thank you and should send flowers and chocolates to the Ravens front office that he was able to get them to draft him that high as it was. What do you think about all this? You, I assume, you, well, you heard me talk about it, but maybe you read it yourself on social media. It's been reverberating around there, the echo chamber of sports conversation. So what's your 10 cents on this? We will take your phone calls. If you would like to be part, the number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the festivities here, and we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia is right over there. Now, Jalen Ramsey is a pretty good player. Pretty good player. I think a lot of people would love to have him on their team, but I think uh, if he doesn't talk, a lot of people are not going to know who he is. So this is uh, part of him trying to get his name out there. Trying to get some attention. This is, this is what defensive backs do, right? They have a whoa, lot of bravado, whoa, whoa. Richard Sherman. These well, no, guys the reason, have to do a lot of talking. No, the, re- I disagree. The, the reason GQ Magazine wanted to interview Jalen Ramsey was because they knew he would be coming out with a blowtorch. They knew the okay. guy wasn't going to How is that back. different from what I just said? He has to talk so people will know but who he is. people already knew who he was. No, he's not a household you are, name. You could not be more wrong. Oh, please. Jalen Ramsey not, is not a household name. You could name. not be more wrong about Jalen Ramsey. 100% right. You make it seem like no one knew who he was before this interview. You're completely wrong. The only you reason they know stupid. him is because he talks. He's, yes, he, they should he know talk. him for his game. He's a great player no, over he, a he, short amount of time. He had talked... For the last couple of years, he talked. This is not new. It's just that it's all put in one spot there in this magazine interview that he did. And I, I, you know, I love these guys getting on there, you know, evangelizing about, oh, this is terrible. Jalen Ramsey shouldn't be, you know, talking trash. People ripping Jalen Ramsey. I, what, what's the, who cares? This is fine. I have no problem with Jalen. Talk, talk all you want. You got to back it up. You don't back it up. People will give you a hard time. That's life. Big deal. 20 years from now, we'd be out of the NFL. Who the hell's going to care? Probably a lot shorter than that. 
Well, who knows? I don't know. Maybe he'll play you know, some of these defensive backs. He was like a, a no. green, lose Darryl a step, green. Lose a step and they're that gone. That guy green with the Redskins. Didn't he play like Yeah, 18, that's the one guy, Daryl Green. Yeah, one well, guy. That's the example I've chosen. Well, that was the one you needed to choose. It's a good example. So I liked it. So. How about Kurt Warner? <laughs> Kurt Warner, who I like. I'm a fan of Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner came who? out. And he got on his soapbox. He said, I'm, I'm glad I didn't play when Jalen Ramsey did, or he may have crushed my confidence. And who knows where I would have ended up. No need to weigh in on the kind of player I was now. Yeah. Any quarterback that's confidence is crushed because Jalen Ramsey. I think that was Ram- sarcasm, don't no, you? No, I don't think it was. <laughs> Kurt, Ram- Kurt Warner does not do sarcasm. I don't believe he does. I think he does in this case. I don't case. think he does. I've interviewed him before. He does not. Tom Looney asked him in an interview I did with him about people running up to him in airports saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus! Which was clearly a sarcastic question, and he answered that it straight. That was a sarcastic question? Yes! <laughs> he was goofing around. It was, he's the you don't think people Looney. actually do that, though, to him? But Warner, he, uh, you obviously don't know Kurt Warner if you think that that he was. I don't think he does sarcasm. I don't. I don't. I think. He was, I, I think everyone does a little sarcasm. I don't think even that he Kurt did. Warner. I, I had a boss that worked at this company. I will not reveal her name. That did not get sarcasm, and she never understood sarcasm. And she was my boss for over a decade, and she didn't get this show because of sarcasm. I'm not going to name her name, <laughs> but uh, she didn't get it. By the way, what Dodgers win? Yay! Dodgers win. It is a final. At Dodger Stadium, four three in twelve innings. Dodgers beat the Giants because of my pep talk last night. Oh, I'm sure that's it's my it tough is, love. Yeah. You got to give a pep talk every once in a while. The boys listen. They rallied around me. Manny Machado coming along, man. Yeah, that's right. They rallied around me. They did. Good God, Manny. Talk about sarcasm. Manny Machado, Eddie. Did I not? Did I not say I had a case of buyer's remorse? He said, "Wait a minute, Maller's upset with me. I better go out and get a bunch of hits." Three for five. That's what he did. Man gets hit. <laughs> I'm a results guy. When I put you on blast, when I put a bullseye on your back, you either perform or it's over. And these guys, they've stepped up right there. Dodgers are the hottest team in baseball the last day. <laughs> Nobody's got a longer winning streak, I think. That's was there true. a doubleheader yesterday? <laughs> I <gotta check. laughs> Actually, there was a doubleheader yesterday. Was it a sweep, though, in the doubleheader? Not sure. Not sure about that? Yeah. All right. Anyway, you want to chime in on this? 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities. Standing by your man. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll get to stand by your man. We had a compelling... Mallard monologue about the words of Jalen Ramsey. Chris writes and he says, the media wonders why all it usually gets is cliches from athletes, but when a guy is honest like Jalen, they kill him. Well, that's what guys like Eddie Garcia do. I don't do that, though. Let me tell you that. I'm celebrating Jalen Ramsey. I got an email from a guy here who says that Jalen Ramsey is only going to be able to play in Jacksonville. That 
when his time is up with the Jags, he has just offended every quarterback just about in the NFL, and so therefore he won't be able to find work. All right, let me address that right now. Right? Uh, th- this is uh, Bill that sent this in. Bill, first of all, you're dead wrong. Okay, As long as Jalen Ramsey's good, if it gets to the point in Jacksonville where Ramsey's time is up, but not because he's a stiff and a, and a bum, but because he's actually a good player, but he, he wants too much money and they're pinching pennies in Jacksonville and they don't want to pay him, if we get to that point in a couple years, you know what's going to happen? Let me tell you what's going to happen. Jalen Ramsey will have every single team he ripped Say, okay, of course, by that time, if you go down the list of quarterbacks that Ramsey attacked or just told the truth about, you figure Josh Allen's likely going to be a bust. He'll be out of the NFL. Joe Flacco will be done in Baltimore. Roethlisberger, who he called decent, isn't going to be around that long. Matt Ryan likely will be around that long. But trust me, if he's a, if Ramsey's a good player, you think the Falcons are going to be like, oh, we can't, we can't sign this guy because ah, he, he, said, he said that Matt Ryan's overrated. I mean, come on. It's we know how this works. If you're a good player, you're going to get a job. If like people bring up Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick wasn't a good quarterback at the end. That's why he doesn't have a job. That's the main reason he doesn't have a job. The other stuff's added to it. You go down the list. If you're a good player, they're going to find a job for you in the NFL. And Jalen Ramsey and all his trash talk and all that stuff. If he's a top-flight defensive back, people are going to sign him. Oh God, for he said the quarterback sucks, and another one is trash. God forbid. All right. Kubaloop asked a question. Now, Eddie Garcia, we had said yesterday it's newbie night. Didn't we say newbie night yesterday? I think we agreed on newbie night. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, I, well, I, just yeah. I guess I didn't billboard newbie night, so should I now do the big promotion for newbie night that only new callers get to call the show because it's newbie night and that's how it works, right? Yeah, you probably should mention it. You should yeah. probably mention that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so th- what this means is you know, typically you just sit back and wait for – People like Weed Man Hippie, Real Talk, Whoopi Pie Blair, and other people to call in and, and just rant and evangelize on the radio, whatever is on their mind. And we love those guys and Mark the Full Name Guy and all these people that call up. We don't like Angry Bill. We hate him. But all the people that call up, we generally like, but it's the same people every night. So this is a chance to get new people on. So it is newbie night. If you would like to get on the air and have your voice heard, Call now. We're going to clean out the lines. I forgot to mention it earlier. 877-99 on Fox. This night, different than all other nights. It's all new callers. The entire night. Will we get good calls? Will we find a new star caller? We'll find out. Now, I I mentioned that the, the, the tease was stand by your man. That would be Kelly Stafford. Do you know who Kelly Stafford is? Are you aware? You do not know. Well, you're not up on your who wives and girlfriends. Bad job by you. Matthew Stafford's wife. That's right. Matthew Stafford's wife is named Kelly Stafford. It's amazing. That was not her birth name, but she she's named uh, <laughs> Kelly Stafford now. Anyway, uh, on she was asked about Jalen Ramsey's comments. Now, Jalen Ramsey, he also addressed uh, Matthew Stafford, right? And uh, he took down Matthew Stafford. In the in the interview there, and so Kelly Stafford, the wife of the Lions quarterback, on the Jalen Ramsey comments, said, "Quote: Can someone tell me why GQ is interviewing Jalen Ramsey?" She said, "I understand ESPN, but not GQ. There is nothing GQ about him. Just seems like a complete waste of time and space." The wife of the Lions quarterback said, "Well." 
let me help her out. Two things here for Kelly Stafford, the wife of the Lions quarterback. Number one, the reason, the reason that Jalen Ramsey was interviewed by GQ magazine is because he actually says things, and it's not about his style. It's about his style of words. It's about the style of words. And a lot of these guys are pussy willows, and they won't say anything. And Jalen Ramsey, you know, whether you like it or not, he, he gave you something. He gave you something you don't typically get. That's why he was interviewed. And the second thing here, like, you got, at one point, Matthew Stafford had the biggest contract in the history of the NFL. You should live in an insulated bubble when you've got that kind of wealth. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Why? Who you? Who cares? You you are giving credence to Jalen Ramsey by ripping Jalen Ramsey by doing what you're doing. You're actually giving him credibility on his position. My advice is just enjoy that 135 million dollar contract, the 92 million dollar guaranteed the Lions gave Matthew Stafford. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a great mitzvah for Matthew Stafford. Enjoy all of that. It's wonderful. You know, he's got another, I think it's a, there's a potential out in the contract. He's got like two more years he can get out of that Lions contract, which I'm guessing he's not going to do. The team might get out of the contract, but he's not going to get out of it after the 2021 season. So he's going to be around for this year, next year, and another year with the Motor City Kitties, Matthew Stafford. It is Newbie Night. We chat all things uh, new, all things new here on Newbie Night. That's how it works. And if you would like to be part of the number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. It's skirmish time. We'll get to that in a moment from the Geico Studios. Right now, though, on Fox Sports Radio, let's get you caught up on the latest with Eddie Garcia. Eddie? Well, Ben, we start with Major League Baseball, and we mentioned it just a moment ago. It went final in Los Angeles, where the Dodgers have posted a 4-3 win over the Giants in 12 innings, L.A. snapping that five-game losing streak, and they move a game and a half back of Idle, Arizona in the NL West race. Mariners get by the A's 2-0 in 12 innings. Seattle moves two and a half back of Oakland for the final wildcard spot in the American League. Oakland falls two back of Houston in the AL West race, with the Astros beating up on the Rockies 12-1. Colorado's now a game and a half back of Arizona in the NL West race, and also two and a half back of Philadelphia and Milwaukee for the final wildcard spot in the National League. Braves beat the Marlins 5-2. Atlanta remains two up on Philadelphia for first in the NL East. The Phillies did get a nice win over the Red Sox 7-4. Cubs beat the Brewers 8-4. Chicago's now three up on Milwaukee for first in the NL Central. And the Cardinals won their eighth in a row, beating the Nationals 4-2. St. Louis still one back of Milwaukee and Philadelphia for that last wildcard spot in the National League. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but how many more with True Price from True Car? Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben talked about the Braves beating the Marlins 5-2. The first pitch of this game was eventful. Ronald Acuna Jr., the young star for Atlanta, had hit uh, three straight home runs to lead off a game. Five home runs overall in five games. And the first pitch, he was hit by the pitcher for the Marlins, Jose Urea. And Urea was ejected. After that one pitch, he hit Acuna on the elbow. Acuna uh, did stay in the game briefly, but later left the game. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on a pitcher getting tossed after one pitch? Yeah, it happens every once in a while. It, you know, this shows you how pathetic society has gotten here. The reaction to this. 
is absurd. I will fully address this, good, Eddie, good. in about half an hour because I have some thoughts on how ridiculous this is here and the the overreaction machine that that people seem to to have here. And again, it just goes. It's like trying to take the tackling out of football, tackle football, baseball. Over the, I, I don't wanna, I don't want to ruin my uh, my my rant, but I, I will tell you, Eddie, that this continues a trend, and it shows you why baseball. And the commissioner's office is doing what they've done in recent years because the public can't handle anything even close to this. It is it is so ridiculous what is going on now in all of these sports. In baseball, the latest example, as Ronald Acuna, the early reports are it's not so bad. There were some other tests done, but the initial reports are positive. There'll be another test released on Thursday, so we'll know more. All right, thank you for that, Eddie. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It is newbie night. All new callers. Trying to find the next big stars on the show that are going to call up. Let's say hello to Dodger Mike who's in Arizona on Fox Sports Radio on Newbie Night. Hello, Dodger Mike. Hey, hey, what's up, man? I got to be honest. Game seven took a piece of my heart that I'm never going to get back. But uh, <laughs> Well, you, you'll get it back if they actually win a World Series. You'll, you'll get it back. Look, Ben. What? What? Andrew Friedman. Yes, I've heard of him. I'm giving him one more offseason. That's it. One more year. I, I, yeah. I don't like the money ball he plays with the payroll. It's too big to be playing like you, you're back in Tampa Bay. Uh-uh. I need big free agents. And, uh... Oh, well, who, what big free agent do you want? Though? Give, me, give me a name here. Who do you want? <clears throat> We need another big pitcher. We need another Grinky to step up. Um, if it's not going to be Kershaw, then Walker yeah. Bueller has got to be the number one. Well, he's not. So a, maybe Kershaw a, could be two. But he's not a free agent. Okay, but well, uh, I mean, somebody's got to be picked. But that's the Tampa Bay model, though, is to bring up young players and then play them for a couple of years, and then when they want too much money, you get rid of them. That's the that's how the, the Rays have been doing things. <clears throat> Are you okay? Yeah, Are you running a marathon or something? What's going on? Is everything all right? He's in your very life? emotional about that Dodger loss. He's broken up. Yeah. Are you watching? <laughs> they Are you watching a, re- you watching a uh, the World you know, Series? You know, the World Series, oh. Roberto. I'm being honest. I, I'm, I'm just being honest. But <laughs> yeah, uh, who's the top free agent pitcher? Let's see. The top free agent pitchers in the off season are going to be. Uh, let's see. We have Adam Wainwright, who's uh, close to as old as dirt. James James Shields. He sucks. Uh, I'll pass. Dallas Keuchel, he's decent. The Astros, uh, he's a free agent. He can take somebody from uh, the Astros. Uh, he's 31. He's at the end of his prime. All these guys are in their mid to late 30s. The starting Matt Harvey is 30 years old. You want Matt Harvey? No. No, you don't no. want him. See, you don't want Honestly, any of these. You I, want pitching, you know but you I, don't want any of these guys. Oh, no. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest. Lance Lynn's going to be a free agent. Verlander. They should have traded for Verlander and re-signed him. They, they, they didn't know Verlander was going to learn the spitball with the Astros. If they had known that, they would have traded for him. 
He was he, right. wasn't, he wasn't that good with the Tigers at the end of last. Yeah, year. but they didn't want to, they didn't want to take on the money that he was left on oh, his contract. Oh, God forbid the money. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, because they thought he was going to be a bum. If they thought he was going to be good, they would have traded for him. They assumed this was going to be an albatross, and they would have been stuck with Verlander. And there were people in baseball. It's a lot of revisionist history with the the Astros with their spitball ways there. But many people, many people at the time said, "Oh, the Astros are screwed. They're gonna they're going for it right now." But for the next couple of years, they're they're screwed because Verlanders can't pitch. He's not going to be able to get it done. And then now they look like donkeys. But at the time, that's what that was the thought. That's true. Yeah, and that's why I said it. All right, I I, I got I, I can't help you, but I, I I like your emotion. You're very upset, and I respect that. Dodger Mike on Newbie Night. That's how we begin Newbie Night. Let's go to Tom in Maine, who's next on Newbie Night. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ben. Tom! I'm here. You're on the air, in the air, everywhere, and all that. I really am, all the way to the West Coast. Who the thunk? Shocking. It's amazing, this communication that we have. It's, it's Technology. It's Yes. This, yes. This is the first phone I ever had, handheld phone I ever had, and I thought I'd give it a try. It's a big, big right step, Tom. On newbie night. Big step on a man in a man's life when you get through the first time on newbie night because it's typically very hard to get through on a newbie night. Always, I was shocked. Yeah, you've won Absolutely. the lottery. You've won the lottery. But anyways, I wanted to make sure that. Uh, People all across the country don't get the wrong idea about the great state of Maine just from Whoopi Pie Blair. Do you, you feel, Tom, he is not a proper representation of the hardworking people of Maine that do well, all the great fishing and all the other things they do in Maine, that he does not represent the state of Maine? Well, not really, yeah. no. I mean, I think he's deep down got a good heart, but... Yeah. I wish he talked more sports and know about what he's talking about than his private life on Tom, now tell me you're not fascinated by his video game skills. He's really good at video games. No, he, I'm not. But he plays them eight hours a day, Tom. Whoopie Pie Blair. Well, he's, yeah. Obviously, he's got nothing better to do. <laughs> I guess so. Apparently, he's got, that fills up his time, yes. But when you asked him if he could name three or four of the starting uh, – nine on the Red Sox and he couldn't do it, it's like, what? Slightly awkward. Yeah, that was a little awkward. Because that he, was but the re- very we, awkward. Well, we found out the reason why is because he hadn't played with the Sox on the video game. He was playing oh. with the Rockies. So once he started playing with the Red Sox, then he could name all the players on the team. So it was a bad job by him. He wasn't prepared because he had, he had not been playing with the Red Sox on the video game. But so. he lives 105 miles from Boston. I understand. I understand that. Uh, I think his pictures around Fenway, though they they don't allow on Jersey Street. They don't allow him in, or the old Yaki Way, what they used to call it. Oh. They they won't allow him in. So, uh, and he constantly calls the local uh, Big Jab. Oh yeah, not only the, the morning show yeah, puts yeah. up with him, and the afternoon show barely tolerates him. Yeah, not only does he call the morning Jab, he calls my show. He calls I do shows on WEI. He calls in there. He calls into our affiliate ninety five seven The Game in the Bay Area. And s- several other radio shows that Blair calls into. From I, I have mold. Every time he calls in, I have a spy. I get an email or a message on Twitter. Hey, Blair called into so and so. I hear about it. My guys report back to me in the Maller Militia as secret operatives. So I, I can't get EEI here in Portland. That's a bad job by you, Tom. You can get it on uh, on the uh, on the phone. I got to go. Thank you, Tom. Though there, good complaining about Blair. We love newbie night. 
There's Tom. He just wanted to get that off his chest and rip Blair. That's a pretty good rip job. Not bad. We are on Twitter, at Ben Mal. This is typically when I go to Twitter. This is when the regulars get upset with me and start calling me names because I turned this into newbie night. That I'm the bad guy. That, that this, is a, this is a terrible thing. Uh, Kurt says, it is required that you read the Do You Think It's Okay to Do a Radio Show Stone PSA every time Coop fails you in Mallard of the Third Degree. That is a good point, Kurt. I'll have that in my bag here. I have a little bag I carry around to work. Makes it seem like I have a professional job and not just a goofball job in radio. So I bring a, a leather bag with me wherever I go because it makes me feel like I'm much more important. Like I'm a banker or a stockbroker or something like that. And, uh, and that's how I do it. Parker the Snow Dog says, if I could talk, I would call you on newbie night. Oh, we'd love. If, if we could get Parker the Snow Dog to bark on command, I would interview Parker the Snow Dog. We used to have on this show many, many years ago, and Parker does not know this, Otto the Drinking Dog. And on my weekend show, one of the things that made me a staple of crappy overnight radio is we had Otto the Drinking Dog, and Otto actually picked NFL games on the air. Based, really? Yes. I had, I had, Better than Ben. Eddie, <laughs> you don't need to that's – that's a lie. It's not a lie. I forgot that part. I, maybe you're right. I don't think you're correct on that. But, yeah, this dog was great, and the dog stayed up, and the, dog would, the dog's owner would give it a couple of beers and little baby beers – and the dog would bark and howl, and it was really great. On command, it was awesome. Time now for the Who Am I game. Here we go. I am Who? one of the highest-paid starting pitchers in baseball, yet I have cost gamblers who have believed in me the most money this season. So if, you, if you're a $100 gambler and you bet $100 on the game, if you have bet every one of this pitcher's games, you have lost the most money of any pitcher in baseball. Who Am I? That is the question. The answer next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia Springboard on the social network. Go to facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, which comes up later on in the show, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have the MLB Pick'em coming up in a moment. It's a newbie night. I'm here, you're there. It's the same show, it's just some new voices calling in. It's fascinating. The Who Am I game, here it is, the Who Am I game. I am one of the highest paid starting pitchers in baseball, yet I have cost gamblers who have bet on me the most money of any pitcher in baseball this year. Who am I? That is the question. What's the answer? Ernie in Michigan is going with Peppermint Patty as the answer. Robin Vegas is going with a name I am not allowed to say uh, because of the FCC. Uh, Gregor F-word, A, is the name. Who else? Jimmy from Maine is going with Maller Militia Spies. J.R. Richards from Cardiac Stanley. Joaquin Andujar from Mark in upstate New York. Who else do we have here? Let's see. Uh, Thurston Howell III. Tossed out by bad company. Kramer the Blind Dog from the Little Troller. Doug Fister tossed out. Uh, who else do we have? Page down, page down. I'm looking, I'm looking. Kevin Tappany from Manny. Charles is going with the keyboard cat. 
as his answer, Matthew or Matt in Reseda's uh, in SoCal. Here's, he says the answer to the Who Am I game is Kenny Rogers. Oh, you know, I have a great Kenny Rogers story. I was flying to LaGuardia Airport in the 90s to visit my brother, and I stopped at the airport in Dallas, and I was going to get out and, and go see a Rangers-Angels game, I believe it was, that day. It was a day game, and then I was going to take a nighttime flight. I chose not to do it at the last minute. Kenny Rogers either threw a no-hitter or a perfect game that day that I would have been at the stadium. Perfect game. Was it a perfect game? Yeah, I forget what it was. It was like it was one of those things. And I, I would have been at the game, and I chose not to do it. Instead, I stayed at the airport in Dallas for like an hour, and then I changed flights. Still, twenty you plus. It! You know how I roll. Twenty plus years later, I'm still bitter about that. All right, Eddie Garcia, do you have an answer, Eddie? Uh, yes, it's right. uh, Mark Gubiza. Gooby, uh, part of the Fox Alumni Association. No, Fox Sports. No, the correct answer. From your Cincinnati Reds, Homer Bailey. Homer Bailey, the 14th highest contract in baseball for a pitcher, $105 million. He's having a good year. Well, he's got hurt, but and he's in the bullpen a little bit too. Gamblers have lost over $1,300 this season when betting on Homer Bailey. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it right now. Time for the MLB Pick'em. We got to fly. We don't have time to do too much small talk. So who's going to go first? Kubaloo. That would be Eddie Garcia. Eddie Garcia. Oh, boy. The slim pickings on the pitchers, so I'm going to go with Blake Snell. It's a bad first choice. Well, there's not you. a lot of good choices. All right, Kubaloo. All right. Uh, it's risky, but I'm going to go with he's been hot. Tanner Roark. Wow. Wow. Roberto. Uh, John Lester. Is Aaron Nola not pitching? What's wrong with you guys? Aaron? He's, no, he's not. Yeah, no, he's, he's not. He's not pitching. He is? Oh, but no. you got but him. Yeah, Aaron you got him. Got him. You got him. Oh, he's pitching. He is. Yeah, you got him. Uh, Clay Buckles. Is he pitching? <laughs> yeah. Am I looking at the wrong game? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's uh, pitching. I'll take uh, Reese Hoskins. I'm going to take Reese Hoskins. All right. Uh, back to you. Hurry. Roberto. We're not going to get Todd him. Todd Frazier. Uh, Charlie Blackman. We're not getting it? No Leonardo Trevor Story. You got It's you guys. Your fault. Javi Baez. You wasted my time. For the second consecutive night, we talk about bad blood in baseball. The dog days are upon us. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. 45 days away from the end of the regular season in Major League Baseball, the 30th day of September. We're 69 days away from the start of the 2018 World Series. Game one of the World Series on a Tuesday night, October 23rd. That's when it all begins. And it's more likely than not that neither the Atlanta Braves or the Miami Marlins will be in there. Certainly not the Marlins, but the Braves have a shot. It is the story of the day in baseball, Ronald Acuna Jr. for Hotlanta. Now, I assume we, we talked about this earlier. Maybe you weren't listening last hour. You might have been covered up by some other programming. You might have missed it. But Acuna Jr., did he hit another home run? No. Ronald Acuna removed from Wednesday night's game with the Miami Marlins in town. Why? He was hit by a pitch in the first inning. In fact, it wasn't just the first inning. It was the very first pitch.
pitch of the game. 97 miles an hour on the radar gun in Georgia. A Marlins pitcher by the name of Jose Iria came out there and delivered the gas right on to the elbow of Ronald Acuna Jr., who's been hitting home runs at a ridiculous rate. It was an obvious intentional beating. Acuna was initially able to stay in the game, but then he was pulled out. And the Miami Marlins, the person of interest right now, is this pitcher, uh, Orena, uh, who was just vilified on social media. He became only the fourth pitcher since 1920 to hit the only batter he faced in a game as a starting pitcher. This only happened four times. The last person to do it wasn't that long ago. It was John Lackey, the Lackey, with the Angels back in 09. He nailed Ian Kinsler, who was playing for the Rangers at the time. So many are of the opinion here that Don Mattingly, he's the manager of the Marlins, if you didn't know that, Don Mattingly is a heathen for intentionally having his starting pitcher, Jose Iria, uh, come out and nail Ronald Acuna, that this is a an act against humanity and that there must be some kind of justice, some kind of retaliation here because of this. Now, some have turned to name-calling. The Marlins pitcher and the Marlin franchise in general have been called all kinds of names here. Urena, Urena rather, the, uh, the starting pitcher there has been called weak, Bush League and the Marlins, a classless organization, which all those things could be true, and that doesn't mean that this was a bad particular play. So I wanted to talk about I want to get into this here a a bit, and we, we'll frame it this way. The, the question is, the, the Marlins' act of hitting the Atlanta Braves slugging, 20-year-old slugger, Ronald Acuna, is this a fair or foul play? Now, I am going to go against popular opinion here, and I will uh, play devil's advocate with most people because I don't know what the hell you're doing. I don't know what kind of things you're smoking. I don't know what kind of world you lived in and grew up in. I don't know. Uh, Maybe you can educate me on that because the way I grew up watching baseball, this is absolutely fair. It's not foul. It's not wrong. It's not illegal. It's not a crime against humanity. Don Mattingly doesn't. You know, no, no need to get the the torches and you know drive Who? him out of baseball and all that stuff. The pitch never forks, heard of him. You don't need that. Uh, my perspective on this: you've got the white flag, poorly executed, and vengeance. Now you get those things. We will link all of this together. Now, the the first thing is the fact that Ronald Acuna Jr. being drilled with the pitch. Well, it sucks that he got nailed. He had to come out of the game. This is actually, in baseball parlance, a badge of honor, right? It's a badge of honor. It's a class status that Ronald Lacuna now has, at least when he plays the Mars. Now, why do I say that? It is the ultimate sign of respect in the sport of baseball. This it had been for 100 years before the Mr. Softies took over in baseball, but it had been the ultimate sign of respect when a team can't get you out. They're besides themselves. The, what the Marlins have done here is they've hoisted the white flag. Don Mattingly handed out the international sign of surrender to Ronald Acuna. And it was an emasculating week. It's been an emasculating season for Miami. But in particular, they have had no ability to get this guy out from Atlanta. Acuna, he's been hitting home runs at a Ruthian clip. 
And so the Marlins finally, at their wit's end, they're like, all right, we give up. We give up. And at the same time, the very same time that was going on, uh, yeah, they were attempting to keep Acuna honest and all that. I was playing like He-Man against Miami. I looked up the numbers. Heading into that game, when he didn't have an official at bat because he had to leave after being hit by the pitch, we're talking about a three thirty-nine batting average, six home runs, and 17 RBIs in 14 games for the Atlanta Brave outfielder against the Marlins. Think about that. Now, that might not seem like a lot. You say, well, it's August. That doesn't sound like that much. In the context of the fact that he hadn't been in the major leagues all year, uh, this has been a phenomenal stretch, and it's most of the work he's done that has created these accolades and and these uh, these, celebratory things being posted on social media have been based on his work against the Marlins. 31% of Acuna's home runs have come against the Marlins. 39%, almost 40% of his runs batted in have been against the Marlins. If you take away his performance against the Marlins, he's no longer a phenom. He's just another young player. The guy has been dominating the entire Marlin franchise is what he's been doing. All right, let's hear from Don Mattingly first, and then we'll hear from the Marlins pitcher. Here's Don Mattingly, the skipper of Miami here, commenting on whether or not this was intentional, not intentional, the ability to throw inside, outside, and all around. Here we go. If you watch Jose pitch, pretty much every first pitch of every game is is pretty much there. And we we talked to Jose right after the game, and basically he's saying he he know the guy's been swinging the bat good, and he's trying to get one close. You know he's want to run it off in there, and and that was the purpose of his pitch. And that's exactly what he told us. And I talked to him before that uh, that you know it's like this kid's swinging the bat good. We we got to figure out how to get him out. So did you believe anything? I don't believe any of that. I mean, listen, Don's been around. He knows how to play the game. The first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club, right? If you're the manager of the team and you tell the pitcher to throw at the other player, you don't then get in front of a, a whole bunch of reporters and say, yes, I told this guy to drill Acuna and throw as hard as he possibly could. You're not going to say that because then Mattingly's going to end up, he's likely going to be suspended anyway, but it would be much worse. And here's my point on all this. There, in the second thing, there's there is a fine line between baseball vigilante justice and bush league status. And this Marlins pitcher, Jose Arena, who was on the mound there, the mistake that he made was he ended up hitting Acuna in the elbow. You drill the guy in the elbow. You you're looking for a fleshy part of the body. You want to hit the tuchus. Because you can hit the derriere and people are like, well, that lesson sent. And you don't have these people sending these messages like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing they've ever seen because a baseball player got hit by a pitch. A couple things happened. Right? I went back. I watched it. Zubruder film style. And I noticed, and you can go back and it's on the Internet. You can watch it over and over again. The Acuna, what he did was his body shift. His elbow went down. If the elbow had gone up, it would have hit more of a fleshy part. It wouldn't have hit the tuchus, but it would have hit a, a fleshy part of the body. We would not be in the situation we're in today. So the mistake is where we have the debate, right? It's not that the Marlins and this pitcher are Bush League and weak and classless and he's a scumbag and all that stuff. Drilling a guy on the left elbow, which is a funny bone violation, it was 
poorly executed. That's poor execution is what it, what it was. I, I don't know Don Maddenly all that well. I was around him a little bit when he managed the Dodgers uh, briefly a few years back. And you know, this this is this is how he, he played back in the, the 1980s. Now, it didn't necessarily happen to Mattingly, but I recall, and maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but I recall when George Steinbrenner managed the Yankees, and back in those days, and if someone destroyed the Yankees, they were going to get drilled with a pitch. And if they didn't do it, George Steinbrenner was going to trade their asses and he was going to fire the manager if that didn't happen. The mindset is no player is going to show us up. And if you show us up and by dominating and being good at your job, you're going to get chin music. But now we live in a time where you want no confrontation. The younger generation of sports fans have decided they either cannot or will not handle any kind of physicality in the sport of baseball. One of my favorite plays growing up was the play at home plate. That's pretty much been neutered. The anticipation of the runner coming down the third base line, running as fast as he could. You're looking at the relay throw or the throw from the outfield, trying to anticipate that point of collision, the ball coming in. Will the throw be offline? Will the catcher catch the ball? And then the runner trying to truck the catcher. It was an amazingly entertaining play. And now... We have no balls left. They had to get rid of it because Buster Posey screwed up and misplayed a ball, and God forbid we have to change the rule. It's been around for 100 years. And how about the second base play? I remember uh, you know, when, I was, when I was younger growing up watching baseball, and you knew when you ran into second to break up a double play that there was going to be a, conclu- a collision. You knew that there was a chance that in that particular play – that the second baseman might hit the runner with a throw, and you also knew the second baseman with a shortstop was going to get likely spiked, that, that was, there was going to be a collision, and it was acceptable. The people in the sport accepted it. That's how it worked. Now, because of the ridiculous play involving the Mets and Dodgers and the, the overreaction because of the New York Mets being involved, the Chase Utley rule was in play. Stupid, dumb, idiotic. And now, even a simple thing like a guy playing like Barry Bonds all roided up and hitting all these home runs, and the other team comes back and says, all right, we surrender. We're going to give you the ultimate sign of respect and drill you. Now this has become controversial because baseball fans are wusses. They're a bunch of wusses. All right, stop. Stop, please. It's insanity. You know, and the execution, as I mentioned it earlier here, the, it was poorly executed. It kind of reminds me. Of, of what happened with the UFC. Now, it's a Maller conspiracy, but it is my belief. Remember when that, that there was that, that fight promotion in New York? It was in Brooklyn, and Conor McGregor threw, <laughs> threw the, uh, what was it? It was a little truck he threw. Uh, he threw at the truck. I forget what it's called. No, it wasn't, it wasn't. Well, he threw a dolly. Yeah, it was a dolly. That's the term. That's the word. Thank you, Roberto. The dolly. So he threw the dolly at the truck. Now, here's my theory. I, I maintain this. I'm the only one that has this. I maintain that Dana White and the people at the UFC encourage this because it's good get people talking. We'd be on the front page of all the tabloids, and Conor McGregor just took it a little too far. Just like this Marlins pitcher, Don Mattingly's like, we got to send a message. This guy's killing us. This uh, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., he's got 40% of his RBIs and over 30% of his home runs against us. we got to send a message. And the pitcher, the execution of the pitcher, Jose Urena, his execution was the problem. 
and he you know, hit him in the elbow. If he hits him in the butt, we're not talking about this. All right, the parting shot here. So what happens next? We're going to find out how bad the swelling and how pan- bad the pain are for the Braves' phenom. And despite some early reports of doom and gloom, so far it is not that bad. The Braves did announce after their game with the Marlins that the x-rays on Ronald Acuna Jr.'s left elbow were negative, so that's a good sign. Uh, we will know more later on Thursday. There's going to be a CT scan, uh, which will be announced. I guess the Braves don't pay enough to get that announced right away, so that will be announced uh, later on on Thursday, and then we'll wait for the other shoe to drop. The Braves and Marlins meet again in Miami. Miami, Miami, Miami next week. So I, I would think with anticipation, the Marlins could double their attendance. There might be eight people at that game watching to see what happens. So they could double their attendance. And I would expect a lot of warnings, declarations being made. There will be a, a retaliatory act coming from the Braves. It might not happen in that series. Maybe it doesn't happen until next year. But I would expect vengeance, evening of score to take place. And the, the problem is the Marlins are a crappy team without stars. I looked at the Marlin roster, and if you were to try to get a pound of flesh, who is the equal on the Marlins of this guy Acuna? I don't see one. The Marlins don't have someone of that stature, so you're going to have to hit somebody who's like a, a pretty much a nobody or close to a nobody. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. On a newbie night, if you're new to the show this hour, welcome. It's all new callers all night. The regulars get the night off. It's all new callers. Now, we had a tweet from Cowboy Killer who uh, wanted to know if we were going to do the over-under of regulars to sneak in past the coop de loop It's kind of a tradition we usually do on yeah, newbie we didn't night. Do, we have not done that. No. Yet. We've not done the betting. We had no regulars last and hour. And we're one hour down, and, yeah. and no regulars have snuck in yet. We didn't take yet, a lot of so. calls last hour, though. I want to, I'd like to take more this hour so we can get more calls on. I'll set the over-under. I'm going to go low. Uh, I'm going to go one and a half. How about that? One and a half regulars. Over-under one and a half. I usually take the over in these situations. Yeah, definitely taking the over on that. Roberto? I'll say one. You're t- that would, okay. Okay, that would be the, the under. under. That would be under, uh, that yes. would be the under. Yes, over under one and a half. So you can take the under, and it's uh, up to Coop. He's the the gatekeeper. I see some people on hold here. They want to try out for the talent show. That's coming up next week. We've got our minor league baseball appearance. If you're able to, if you're geolo- if you're geographically able to show up, we'd love to see you. I understand that many people cannot make it. I I totally get that. I am not going to judge you in any way if you cannot afford it for whatever reason. But next Friday, a week from Friday, we're going to be at a minor league baseball game. It's on my Twitter page. It's pinned to the top there in San Bernardino, San Bernardino in SoCal, out in the Inland Empire, past the Inland Empire. Uh, we'll be out hanging out with the people, throwing out the first pitch at a minor league baseball game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Who knows what other hijinks could uh... You have no idea. Come up. I don't know. I, I, I literally, I don't. I will not know till I get there. I'm, ben in the past has has uh, raced a mascot. I did. I, I raced Kaboom the mascot at a game in Lancaster. We, we sang "Take I Me beat, Out of the Ball Game" horrifically. That's uh, true. At a minor league I, game. I be, I want to point out that that night. I don't think you were at that game. At no, the, I was not in Lancaster. But I beat Kaboom. I heard and, you cheated, which is a shock. Well, no, the mascot cheated. Okay, it that's was, not what I it heard. It was a as the president would say, it was a rigged deal. Okay. What happened here was we had an agreement, me and the, the – the, I, I, was, uh, I was somewhat obese at that time, Eddie. Uh, and I was racing the mascot. I said, well, I don't really – it was a very hot night in the high desert. 
of Southern Very California. Yeah. And I didn't really want to do it, but I said, oh, okay, do it. You're here. You know, it's your night. You got to do it. So I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And they said, don't worry, you're going to win anyway. The mascot, the, the way it was all rigged, you know, like these mascot events are all rigged. And so they told me, they said, the mascot will jump out to a lead. You'll come from behind. You'll win the race. No problem. So, well, sure enough, the mascot jumps out from the lead. I go ahead of the mascot. So everything's going as planned, Eddie, with me and Kaboom, the mascot. And then all of a sudden, off script, Kaboom then skates past me, right, running towards home plate down the third base line. And, and that's when you cheated? Well, no. What I did is, I, okay, if Kaboom's going to go off script, I'm going to go off script. So then I just shove Aha, Kaboom. There's the – Well, no. But Kaboom – No, that's, sec. that's cheating. No, no, no. Kaboom started that A race is not no, supposed to be a contact event. It's not a race. Event. It's like a Harlem Globetrotters game with the Washington Generals. You know who's going to win. It's like a WWE match. We'll press on. We'll take your calls, 877-99 on Fox. It's newbie night. If you're not a regular caller, if you're new to the show, this is the night for you. We'd love to hear from you. Get some new voices on. We'll call this one Gutless 101. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones, he, and he's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. It could happen at any moment, yeah. Ben. Uh, <laughs> and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. On a newbie night, Anthony writes and he says, I wish I could call in on newbie night, but I work at a factory and it is very loud. In my area, but I will treat uh, tweet what I want to say. Uh, he says, mark this day, Anthony says. This is Tennessee's year, and the Vols will be the national champions uh, of college football. Wrong. Uh, Anthony, I don't know what kind of rules and regulations you have at that factory. But come on, man. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? We used to have this guy, Daryl, from Knoxville. Whatever happened to him, Ben? I don't know. I haven't heard from him in years. It's too bad. Good guy. But Daryl would call up every year before college football season. This is the year the Vols are going to be good. This is the whoever new coach, whatever new coach they had, they're going to be great. Man, oh man. Yeah, we're still waiting. We are st- I hope Daryl's still around. I have not heard from him in several, several years. I enjoyed his calls. He was entertaining. Daryl and Daryl and the other Daryl. So the rooster says, make sure all your newbies tonight. Know about the talent show next week. That is the rooster. They do know about that. There you go. Let's go to Bill in Pennsylvania on newbie night. Hello, Bill. Hey, Ben. How are you doing today? If I hey, was uh, any better, Bill, I would be. What part of Pennsylvania are you in? Uh, Harrisburg. Oh, damn! Right in the middle. All right. If I was any better, I'd be a pirate, but not a Pittsburgh pirate because they're not making hey. the playoffs. Well, we no, root, we not. root for the uh, we root for the um, if it, uh, Harrisburg Senators, which is the affiliate of the Washington uh, Nationals. No. So. All right. Yeah. But, uh, I, I got nothing hey, uh, for you. Yeah. I, I just want to let you know, I've been listening to your show the last couple months, and you really opened up my eyes to basketball. I I, ain't a, I was never a big basketball uh, type of person. I, yeah. In, our, in our, our neck of the woods, it's it's wrestling, and I I, uh, I have a wrestling club, so my, my – uh, my uh, so you're all about the free. you're all about the red now wrestling what, club. Now, what kind of wrestling are we talking about? Paint the picture here. Are we talking like 
We're not talking professional wrestling, are we? Are we talking no, like no. Yeah, yeah. Brother. No, no. High, high school, college wrestling. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Roman Greco, freestyle. Uh, I had I had six state champions in my room last year. It would have been seven, but my son got kicked by a horse last spring and broke his rib. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold, <laughs> hold on a sec. What was your son? Do you own horses or was your son? Go, how did that no, happen? No, this this girl that he's, he was dating had she lives on a horse farm and wow. he was he walked behind the horse and the horse kicked him Why? Why? It, did he say yeah, did he yeah. say something to offend the horse did he <laughs> did, did, he, did, he, did he smell or something I mean, did he not take a shower that day the horse was offended i mean that's very rude of the horse what kind of horse well, was I, it I, I, you, I, don't, I, you don't know, know. You don't I, know. I, I, I don't know. I know the horse. A mean horse. Amber, Amber, Amber laid him out pretty good. Punctured his lungs. Oh man, the horse. The horse named Amber. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good stripper name too, Amber. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, very good. It is a good. See, you agree with me? I see that. My guy Bill knows. He knows about the ballet. All right. Uh, so, how can I help you, Bill? What What do you need here? You, you, you want advice? I'm dating this girl. She's a little bit younger than myself, probably about, about, about oh half boy. my age. Good for oh, you. And, uh, Way to go, Bill. Yeah, good job yeah, by you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I teach her son wrestling, so that, that's like a side I'm sure she doesn't have to pay anything. Like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, pro, you probably teach her some wrestling moves, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I was <laughs> – Too late, my, Coop. My, my, my gig is uh, – She's more into the physical type of sports like football and wrestling. I'm sure, now I'm going to yeah. take her up to the Little League World Series. Now yeah. I, 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 I'm a baseball guy, and I like to go up there and watch the Staten Island team. Sure. But she might be bored out of her skull, so I'm thinking maybe go up there for the, the Japanese game to where they sit there and they chant and cheer and you know, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what, do you, uh, what do you? What do you? What do you? Well, listen. I mean, it's uh, you know, she's how much? She's you're half. She's half your age. Uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta do some homework on this, right? I think I, your strategy is right. Like, I don't know. Do they do a lot of chanting? I don't watch many of the Little League World Series games anymore. Do they? They do a lot of chanting. Oh, yeah. The Japanese fans, they do. All right, if that's the case, oh, yeah. that that seems like you can totally get into it. Like, totally embrace that. I saw some photos going around. There was like this really tall kid and a really short kid that were on the same team. This one kid looked like he was thirty years old. The kid next to him looked like he was about seven, and they were on the That's same the little Staten league Island team. team. Oh, is that the Staten Island team? Okay, is that, is that Big Al? Yeah, that's the Staten Island team. Yeah, there you go. So you got to check them out too. But that's what but, I want. And then you got to you got to find out. something else. There's got to be some kind of place around Williamsport, like right in that area, that's unique that she would be into. You got to you got to do a little homework on that too. So. All right, all right. I, I gotta oh, go. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Yeah. All right, buddy. Good luck to you and your your uh, your girlfriend. I'm sure she'll benefit from that. Her kid will get wrestling uh, expertise, yeah, and you'll get some other expertise. So it's all good. All right. That's uh, you know we we talk about trades being quid pro quo. Trade, yeah, yeah, that's an equal trade. You know, there's. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. We'll get to the gutless wonders. We'll get to that. We also have someone trying out for the talent show. We've got Mallard of the third degree. A lot of that. We'll get to it all straight ahead. Right now, though, from the Geico 
studios of Fox Sports Radio. Eddie Garcia with the latest. Eddie? Well, let's give you some baseball games of note. It went 12 innings in L.A. before the Dodgers beat the Giants 4-3 on Brian Dozier's game-winning walk-off sacrifice fly. L.A. snaps their five-game skid and is now a game and a half back of Idle, Arizona for the top spot in the NL West. They're also two and a half back of Philadelphia and Milwaukee for that final wild-card spot in the National League. Astros rough up the Rockies 12-1. Colorado, like L.A., also a game and a half back in the NL West and two and a half back in the wild-card race. Cardinals won their eighth straight beating the Nationals 4-2. St. Louis is just one game back of that NL wildcard spot. Braves over the Marlins 5-2. Atlanta remains two up on Philadelphia first in the NL East. Ronald Acuna Jr. had uh, three straight games leadoff homer. He was hit by the first pitch of the game on the elbow and later had to leave the game. Think he's going to be okay, though. Phillies over the Red Sox 7-4. Philadelphia catcher Wilson Ramos in his first game with the Phillies went 3-4 with three RBI. Cubs over the Brewers 8-4. Chicago down three up on Milwaukee for the top spot in the NL Central. And in 12 innings, the Mariners get by the A's 2-0. D. Gordon with a two-run homer in the 12th for Seattle as they move two and a half back of Oakland for the final wildcard spot in the American League. Oakland falls two back of Houston for the top spot in the AL West. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Then the debate about who is better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, has become a staple of sports talk radio and the talking head TV shows. That's not true. We don't do that here, do we? Most of the shows do. Oh, we those don't. boring shows do. Okay, but yeah. Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey has decided to chime oh. in on the debate. He was on the Dan Patrick Show, and uh, he said that he's checked the numbers, and yeah. there is no question LeBron James is the best player in the history of the NBA. He said, quote, by a bit of a big margin, end quote, when asked about the Lakers' prospects this season with LeBron, he said, quote, I would never count out a LeBron James team. He is yeah, the greatest ever in uh, my mind, yeah, end I'll quote. I'll do it right now, yeah. All right, he doesn't have the balls to do it, so I'll do it. I'm counting them out. They're not winning anything. Next. All right, so you're going against Daryl Morey, GM of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, the, the stat, the god of all stats. He's checked nerds. the numbers, though, Ben. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've got eyeballs. I do the eyeball test. Michael Jordan, better. How about that? Jordan, better. Shocking. What is still wrong with the Clippers? Michael Jordan, the greatest Washington Wizard player of all time. Yeah. You know what this guy is doing, Daryl Moore? He's being a prisoner of the moment, right? He's being a big, oh, yes, today's better. No, it's not. Jordan was better. He, simple. No need to debate and all that. There you go. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're hanging out here yapping away, yapping. See, the, the main flaw with Daryl Moore's argument is when Michael Jordan played, the Eastern Conference was the preeminent conference in basketball. As LeBron James has played, he's spent 90% in his entire prime years of his career in the soft part of the NBA, the Eastern Conference. Now he's gone to the West, but he's actually moved to Warner Brothers Studios. And he's uh, he's just going to kind of play out the string here and make bad movies and TV shows, and he will never be heard from again. I, I don't see him making the NBA Finals again. As a Laker, uh, unless there's something dramatically that changes here, this is this is not going to end well uh, for LeBron James. But they'll talk about how good he used to be, how wonderful he was back in the good old days in Cleveland and all that, and Miami. All right, let's go to Jay Scoop in Washington. Now, he's going to try out for the talent show. We have a talent show next week. Hello, Jay Scoop. Hey, Ben. I got to tell you, I'm ashamed, man, because I've been a fan of your show for so many years, and I just now got the cojones to to give you guys a ring. Oh, look at that. Another newbie night success story from Jay Scoop in Washington. And you want to try out for the talent show? 
Is that That's right? Correct. Okay. I figure I already did that report for you on the Panera Ranch oh. dressing thing. That so. that is, and they said journalism is dead in America. The fact that you were able to uncover and verify. What I had been told about that's fake this news. Ran- no, it's not fake news. This man, Jay Scoop, went inside Panera Bread. He interviewed man on the street, an employee of Panera that Bread. That video was doctored. It was not doctored. Confirmed. <laughs> Are you questioning the integrity of Jay Scoop yes, as I a am. reporter? I don't question that. I saw it with uh, my you own can't eyes. Question my integrity, brother. I'm a marine, man. Yeah, yeah so you, we you, take that. He's seriously. a damn marine, man. Semper Fi. This guy bringing it down is what this guy's going to do. All right, now Jay Scoop, what do you want to do for the talent show? You've already done. You've gone above and beyond the call of duty. Well, what you did with confirming the Panera Bread story. If you're new to our show, uh, I have taken a very strong anti-ranch dressing position. Uh, my position is backed up by the fine people of Panera Bread. I was infl- informed by an employee of Panera Bread that they don't have ranch dressing, authentic ranch dressing, on the menu because it's considered dirty and they, it's not a fresh product, and they only serve fresh products at Panera Bread. And then all these other guys said, no, that's not true because they just believed you know, on the Internet. They read on the Internet, and what Jay Scoop did is he went inside Panera Bread. He solved the mystery and proved that that reporting was accurate, uh, that I, the, the thing I had was accurate, and a good job by you, Jay Scoop. So what can we do here for the talent show? What do you want to do? Well, uh, I'm a singer, so I figure I'd, I'd sing a song for you guys. I would love that. I love a good song. Now, anything in particular you need from me? Well, I mean, I don't need anything from you. I'm just going to I'm gonna write a song that has to do with the show, but if you guys need me to sing something now. Oh, no, you... no. If you want to write an original, boy, that would be great because we have a lot of lip syncing going on, which is awkward on radio, and <laughs> it's very hard, hard to do that. But, yeah, that would be wonderful. You want to write an original song? We, we have some of those songs in the system. We did this thing a couple years ago. Which we a... don't play nearly enough. I know. We way. have to play those. Roberto has no idea where those are, but we have to find those. There were some really good songs that were written about the show. But we'd love that, Jay Scoop. You're in, okay? Jay, All right. You get you. you get an exemption because of the Panera Bread reporting. I'm giving you an exemption. You're in the talent show, okay? Thank you, sir. Uh, you are a gentleman and a scholar. That is, uh, both those things are lies, but thank you. All right, uh, there he goes, Jay Scoop, investigative reporter, who pulled the cover off that Panera Bread story. My God, was that great. All right, real quick, do we have the audio here? Let's hear from Freddie Freeman. Of the Atlanta Braves. Now, Freddie Freeman had some very strong things to say in the following moments after the Atlanta Braves had played the Marlins and the bad blood that happened before the game with Ronald Acuna Jr. being drilled on a pitch. And he unloaded. Unloaded. Do we have that audio? Let's go to the audio tape. Here's Freddie Freeman discussing the Marlins and how they did their guy, the Braves guy, dirty. That was gutless. I know that wasn't the Marlins. Uh, and that was just Jose Arena. I don't understand it. Uh, it makes no sense just because a player is having fun playing a game, swinging the bat incredibly well, obviously. Yeah, it just makes no sense. I was completely classless on Jose Arena's part. All right, two thoughts. Number one, he's a dope. All right, he's completely wrong. He knows. He's been around baseball Freddie Freeman long enough. He knows the rules of engagement. They haven't changed. Stop. And number two, if the tables had been turned, do you think he would have called an Atlanta Brave pitcher gutless if they had done the same thing? Bobby Cox, back in the day, with the, back when the Braves were good every year, when they had those, those three Hall of Fame pitchers uh, with, with Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox, this kind of stuff happened all the time. Does, does that mean that Freddie Freeman thinks – that Bobby Cox is gutless in those Braves pitchers. Greg Maddox is gutless. It's ridiculous. 
Now, I know he's doing it because he obviously he's on he's on that he's wearing that side of uh, or that uniform on that side of the the, the position the story. So, all right, we'll press on here with Mallard of the third degree. Here's the instant trivia on a newbie night. Drew Brees. Drew Brees has the NFL record for the most seasons with an average of 250 passing yards per game. He did it. He's done it 12 consecutive years. I think that streak's still active. Ben Roethlisberger is second. He's done it nine consecutive seasons, while Blank is third. Again, Drew Brees has the NFL record for most seasons with an average of 250 passing yards per game. Roethlisberger is second on that list, and Blank is third. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer, next. We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show your public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Blair writes in, he says, this is not Blair from Maine. He says, no way LeBron is better than MJ. In fact, he's not even in my top five players of all time, Blair says. Dropping bombs. Blair with the two eggs as the avatar. Time now for the Insta Trivia. Then we're going to get to Mallard of the third degree. Drew Brees has the NFL record most seasons with an average of 250 passing yards per game. He did it. He's done it 12 years in a row. That's an active streak. Ben Roethlisberger is second. His streak is also active at nine consecutive years. Blank is third on the list. Fill in the blank. Uh, Robin Vegas is going with Sal Goodman as the as the answer. The little trollers goes and checks in with Florence Henderson. Uh, who else do we have? Mike Pence from Mr. Nice Guy. Jim Bob Cooter tossed out by Slow who keeps changing his name. Scott Tolzien from Ivinson at the Quickie Mart in Orlando. Uh, Brad is going with Ranch Dressing Sucks as the answer. Ernie checks in with Jimmy Dean. I see what you did there. Peppermint Patty uh, and her uh, girlfriend Marcy from James. Thank you for that, uh, James. Yes. Uh, Dan Pastorini from Greg, the real estate guru of Baltimore. Bubby Brister tossed out by Rob I.M., and Matt in Reseda in SoCal is going with Philip Rivers as his answer. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Of course I have All an right. answer, Ben. The answer is Sage Rosenfels. That's incorrect. You know what? I love how I ask you, and you always say, of course I have an answer. When someone's in for you, I will not reveal their name. I ask them, do they have an answer? They say no. <laughs> they say they don't have an answer. So it's, it blows me away every time. The correct answer he did it for the Chargers, the old San Diego Chargers. It wasn't Phillip Rivers. It was Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts back in 1979 and 1986. Now, I will tell you that Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Tom Brady all have done it seven years in a row going into this season. So Dan Fouts is about to be knocked off that perch in the record book. But for now, Dan Fouts is third on that list behind Breeze and Roethlisberger. Most consecutive seasons with 250-plus average passing yards per game. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do it. Here we go right now. Here we go. Let's do it. This should be impressive. Yes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has taken a little flack the past few days for some critical comments that he made about his young receiver's effort and practice. On Tuesday, he did not back down, saying that it wasn't personal and that it's his job to say the things that he feels can advance the team. Ben, do you agree with Rodgers' tough love approach? 
Yeah, this is another one of those stories that's no big deal. People are getting all worked up tonight about this Marlins pitcher and the, the Braves and all that. I look at the, the, uh, the, the story in Green Bay the same way. First of all, Aaron Rodgers is right. He's clearly seeing poor r- work habits by the receivers there. He wants to nip that in the bud. He, I, I'm going to assume that he attempted that in private. It didn't work, so now he airs his laundry in public, and he's hoping the Packer wide receiver contingent is going to respond. And B, if Green Bay has a bunch of Mr. Softies in their receiving core, then who the hell cares? As an old radio friend years ago told me, uh, lazy people don't realize they're lazy. They think they're working hard, right? If you take your job seriously, if you show some work ethic, you've got nothing to worry about if you're a receiver for the Green Bay Packers. That's it. Big deal. Next. Now, you've said in previous editions of Third Degree that you don't think it's necessary for Carson Wentz to play in the preseason. Well, the mayor of Philadelphia isn't sure if uh, he should play in game one of the regular season either, cautioning that you don't want to rush Wentz back when you have the best backup quarterback in the league. Ben, does he have a point? Now, the mayor of Philadelphia ought to keep eating cheesesteaks and, 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 and leave this alone. Absolutely not, right? Uh, number one, Nick Foles sucks. I don't care if he won a Super Bowl. The guy sucks. He's not a starting quarterback for a team that wants to win in the NFL during a full season. He's not a viable long-term starter. Uh, and I don't care how many people call up and say I'm stupid. It, it, that's the reality. right? And the Eagles know that. He's going to be exposed. He's got major weaknesses. Major flaws in his game there, Nick Foles does. And he didn't even play well at the end of the regular season last year, which makes it all the more surprising that what happened in the out-of-body experience, the supernova in the playoffs. And number two, Carson Wentz, if he doesn't play in the opener, it's a giant red flag. Right? He's already going to have to deal with the, the humongous knee brace, limited mobility, uh, you gotta get out there and play. What are you? What are you waiting for? Week two? That's gonna make it all the difference in the world. Next, Mariners fans thought that they could finally make the postseason this year, but then the Astros remembered they were the defending champs, and the A's got hot. However, Robinson Cano made his long-awaited return on Tuesday night. Do you think he can help propel them to the postseason? Well, I watched a lot of the A's-Mariners game, and yeah, they came that extra inning game, which was scoreless into like the 11th inning. Yeah, I'm on the Mariner bandwagon, man. The, the A's aren't going to even make the playoffs. Seattle's going to get that last wild card. Uh, they're only two and a half back, I believe, right now. The A's have overachieved. They'll come back to earth here. I believe the phrase is the regression to the mean. The Mariners will play better. My money's on the Mariner Moose to upend the Oakland A's. There it is. Mallard of the 33. How do we do? I won. I won it. I won the game. Woo. It is a slight name change. Call it now the factory of drama. In the mistake by the lake. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All you have to do. It's a newbie night. This night, different than all other nights. It's only new callers. We are off to a pretty good start. More on that coming up a little bit later. But Cleveland, the laughing stock of pro sports in America, they have one NFL win in the last two seasons, and that was on Christmas weekend against the Chargers, so it's, it doesn't really count. Uh, they are at the center right now of a soap opera, a football soap opera. 
playing out on Hard Knocks. Now, I still have not watched the latest episode of Hard Knocks, but I have seen several clips online, uh, which has caused me to look forward to watching it, but also anticipate that I've already seen all the good stuff. So I don't know if there's anything left. Uh, but this revolves around something that happened in the very first episode of this docu-series, Hard Knocks. It involves offensive coordinator Todd Haley, a notorious figure in NFL circles, Todd Haley, who is currently in the eye of the storm. Now, this is one of those social media storms. Uh, and if you've not been paying attention, if you've not heard about it, maybe you don't watch the show. Maybe you don't have cable television. You don't have HBO. I totally get that. I totally get it. I'm thinking about pulling the plug on the on the old cable television, the satellite TV and all that, and making that leap off the cliff. I'm thinking about doing that, but I haven't done it yet. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. i got everything lined up here. I've got the certain things I need to watch what I need to watch. And I am considering just saying hasta la vista, arrivederci to the old cable. But anyway, uh, get to the point, please. So Todd Haley is attempting to do damage control. Now, why does he need to do damage control? It goes back to the first episode of the current series of Hard Knocks, the current season of Hard Knocks. There was an exchange that took place between Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley that was chronicled on the show. Now, in the meeting in the coach's room, during the premiere episode, Todd Haley challenged Hugh Jackson because Hugh Jackson decided these Browns players, they don't want, I don't want my veteran players to be hurt. I don't want them to be tired. Training camp is not about hard work. So Hugh Jackson decided to give healthy football players days off, veteran days off. A team that won no games last year is now handing out days off in training camp. So Todd Haley doesn't think that was a good idea. Well, Hugh Jackson immediately defended his position, as you would expect him to do. He bunkered down, and he essentially told Todd Haley, stay in your lane, because uh, Hugh Jackson pointed out that this was his team, and he would do it his way, which is also a Frank Sinatra song, I believe, back in the old days, a classic. Uh, so when grilled about this and the, the scene in Hard Knocks, Todd Haley claimed that it was all healthy, it was a healthy exchange of ideas there. He said, this is where it gets controversial. Todd Haley said he will 100% support any decision that Hugh Jackson makes. That's the part I would like to discuss. 100% support any decision that Hugh Jackson uh, makes. Now, the question is, do you believe that Todd Haley is really 100% behind the Cleveland Browns head coach, the answer is obvious. You don't need me. Of course. Yes, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So my viewpoint here, you've got by the book, ulterior motives, and bite your lips. You've got those three things. And uh, we'll, we'll connect them all together like Legos. Now, first of all, Todd Haley is simply playing the game, right? It's the media game. He's been around the pro football business his entire life. But as an employee in the NFL since the mid-1990s, over 20 years, he started as a scouting assistant with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And he knows all of the cliches, all of the platitudes. This is not a Jalen Ramsey speech here from Todd Haley. He's not going to go all Jalen Ramsey. And so his commentary here is 100% behind Hugh Jackson and a healthy exchange of ideas. 
if you read the commentary from Haley, it was an innocuous statement that he gave. It was machine-like, right? By the book, by the book comments, unmemorable, commonplace. You get that kind of stuff every day at NFL training facilities. It was essentially useless and worthless. It was also a distortion of facts and hard to swallow. Uh, it was all of those things mixed together. Now, the second thing here, it is pretty clear here that Todd Haley, he's got ulterior motives. He has to have ulterior motives. Now, you might not remember because it was very, very unmemorable, but he was a head coach in Kansas City. He was last a head coach for the Chiefs in 2011. And what we have here is Todd Haley's got a clear path to the catbird seat with the Brownies. Now, he's got to do a couple things. The first thing he's got to do is play the good soldier. you got to play the good soldier publicly, give the proper quote, let Hugh Jackson dig his own grave, which he's already done, but for some reason he's like a zombie. He won't die. Uh, He just keeps coaching. So uh, let, let him get off to another bad start here, and then like a snake in the grass, you're there waiting in the weeds, and you take over as the interim coach. I mean, you see a pattern here, and the Browns have done this in the past. I think it was was it was it was it Romeo Cornell. Somebody took over as an interim coach there, and they ended up the head coach. A couple of years back, uh, this happened, and it has happened in a few other places. I think Romeo Cornell was in Kansas City uh, when that happened. But but anyway, nonetheless, uh, if if you look at this objectively, the only legitimate chance that Todd Haley has of becoming a head coach in the NFL again at this point, because of the the stench around him is to take over as an interim coach. He's got this thing about he's a polarizing guy and he never played top-level football. He was a golf coach at the University of Florida. His path to the NFL has been based on nepotism. That's the reality. It was a family business. His father was a longtime NFL executive. Dick Haley was with the Steelers and the Jets from the 1970s into the 2000s. And so you got that that NFL family business thing passing down the baton. And then second, the, the, the final thing, rather, just, just to point out here, again, Todd Haley, he can't be 100% behind the decisions that Hugh Jackson makes, right? If he disagrees with him on the show, he's like, well, I'm 100% behind it. Now, you can go along with it, you know, bite your lips, and, and, and avoid – a tongue lashing for for not being a robot. Like if you go out and say something, oh, I don't know, I think that was a mistake by the coach, a head coach, you're going to get killed for that. Uh, so it's in Todd Haley's best interest here to have the Browns start. I guess it's Tarod Taylor now. We were calling him Tyrod. It's now Tarod. Where does that rank on the ridiculous list of names being changed in the middle of the career? I might have to come up with Big Ben's big board of crazy name changes, pronunciations, during the course of her career. I've got a few. Uh, but anyway, the, the point is, let Hugh Jackson, he's already named Tarod Taylor as the Browns' starting quarterback. Uh, and, and from what I read, Drew Stanton could be the backup and Baker Mayfield would be the third-string quarterback. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like a 1-7 or 0-8 start to the 2018 NFL season. If that happens, you would assume the position that Hugh Jackson at that point, after two and a half crap years, will be fired. And then you need a veteran with experience. Who are you going to give the head coaching to? Uh, head coaching job to? Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, 
who's got a reputation, Mr. Bounty, or you're going to go Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator. And Todd Haley could look like a genius. He comes in there, the Browns are 1-7 and or 0-8, and puts Baker Mayfield in there, and Baker Mayfield starts running around making plays. The Browns show signs of life, then Todd Haley keeps the job. Bam, there you go. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, on Fox, and we welcome in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia. That's right. Right over there. Well, Ben, it's a newbie night, as you well know. How, how do you feel things are going now as we're kind of at the halfway point here of the show? I am satisfied. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I like the horse story from the guy in Harrisburg. His, <laughs> that was good. His, his kid, there was a lot going on there. His yeah. kid got hit, kicked by a horse. He's dating the mom of a wrestling student. Interesting. Who's like half tw- his age, yeah. Yeah, half his age. That was good. Uh, we heard from Jay Scoop. The ranch dressing reporter, that was pretty cool. Jay Scoop broke that store. He broke the lid off that Panera Bread store yeah. that they don't serve at real ranch dressing. Major exclusive here on the Ben No one else show. has that. No other sports show in America has that. We're the only one. Of course, we're the only one that cares about it. So, yeah, things have been going pretty good. Do you, yep. like, do you like how I, uh, on Twitter, I, I came right back at that guy, Jay. Did you see that guy? Jay tried to say that I was erroneous with my... My point oh, about earlier. Bobby Cox. Yeah, yeah you remember that. Bobby Cox? He was, oh, Bobby, old school as yes. they come. And, what, Jay, maybe your superstation was different than my superstation watching the Atlanta Braves <laughs> back in those days. But uh, but you could not be more wrong. You were just trying to upset me. It's not working, Jay. I'm not getting upset. Spe- speaking about the Braves, yes, you see yes that, Roberto. Did you see that security guard trip live on television? Oh, of course. The, <laughs> I saw that. The, the great uh, Jerome Jerenovich, <laughs> part of the Fox Sports Jerome. Radio Alumni Association. CNN headline sports man legend Jerome Jerenovich. I, I retweeted that I saw that earlier man the coolest part about that is Jerome who's a you know, I, I think of him as a radio guy but he's a you know, he's been doing a lot more TV than radio over his career but he didn't even realize what was going on behind no, him and he was stone faced he was like the ultimate straight man in a comedy gag and the security guard is like falling on his ass his legs are flying in the air. Oh, it was, oh, it was great. <laughs> you see it, Eddie? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, it was wonderful. And Brian Jordan's like, what is going on? <laughs> the guy gets up like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Now, I am told that once they went to commercial break and the producer told them what had happened, they showed them the replay, they could not stop laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but at the time, it ha- it made it all the more better. If, if they had laughed while it was happening, it would not have been nearly as entertaining as it was. <laughs> I recommend finding that if you can. It's just this. I'll, I'll retweet it. This, uh, yeah, I, I tweeted it earlier as well. But this big, you know, security guard, some some <laughs> douchebags holding up a jersey behind. A jersey. And, you know, God forbid you hold up a Bryce Harper jersey. <laughs> Security's television. gonna be on your ass. You can't have that on Braves TV. And so the guy runs over to try to get him, and he just bites the dust. Oh, um, I think you might want to put the security guard kind of back behind there somewhere so he doesn't have to come sprinting, sprinting out. On, on <laughs> yeah. Now, did he fall off the stage? Is that what happened? Did he, like, trip I, over like he, the... I think he tripped over something. Okay. He was so focused on getting that guy out of the shot. Now, would our security guard do the same thing if that happened? Would our... Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> think... Maybe on their phone over there. I don't think he could move that quickly, especially with the bags of uh, comic books in his yeah. hands. He does have the cleanest car, though. He is always is right? washing the windows on the on the car during his shift. 
Yeah, if any bugs get on there, he's out there with Windex. And, Do you think uh, he would clean my windows? I actually told. <laughs> this is funny you bring that up. Uh, I I told. I made a joke. I was using some sarcasm on our security guard because he's a good dude. I like the guy. Uh, his name's James, by the way. And I I told. I said James. I said you ought to you know you ought to charge and wash all the cars of the people that work in the building. And I was being totally tongue in cheek. He said that's a great idea. He thought that was a great idea. And, uh, and then I said, well, you know, there's not too many cars, though. I don't think you'll make a lot of money. It's usually the same people that are here every night that work overnight. And you know, kind of that kind of ruined it for him. No way to go, Ben. Yeah. I'd do it. We're going to get our car washed. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd, I'd pay him. I would, too, if it was a yeah, reasonable yeah, amount. Yeah. I would totally pay James. At least he'd be doing something. He's got to do the interior, too, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a low blow by Eddie Garcia. That is a low blow. Oh, no. You know what he, his new thing is now? Because we've had some. I can't wait to hear it. This is great. I love all. I love talking to this guy. He's the greatest. He's so, a very nice. He's man. a wonderful he man. He's a great person. I love him. Not I, a great I'm security not, guard, but a good guy. No, he's bad at his job, but I love him nonetheless. <laughs> and and he, he always has a story for me about the things that are going. on. I hear all the gossip around the building. So apparently there've been some crime in the area here, or whatever, in this part of L.A. And there's been some cars broken into. So what James's strategy is to stop this happening while we're on the air, occasionally he'll just go sit in his car, at, like in, a, in the parking lot, reading comic books, observing if anyone walks in there to try to mess with any of the cars. But there is a camera on the parking lot, which is, uh, I guess he, uh, I, think, I think he should be aware of that, but, uh, but anyway. Well, the camera hasn't stopped anybody in the past. Yeah. One thing I've learned about camera, they, don't, they do not stop crime, and if you don't know who, you can't recognize the face of the criminal, they don't do any good, right? I mean, anyway. well, I remember mean, when- look. Go ahead, Coop. I was gonna say when when Amy Van Dyken had her her car yes, broken into, yes, right right in front, like right there. I know. Yeah, I think at that point the camera wasn't working though. Ah, ah, okay. Well, the problem is you have to look at the camera to and, be able to spot you know some uh, some shady characters yeah. out there. He's looking at comic books. So That's if, if he's in his car. <laughs> And he's reading his comic book. Maybe he, you know, out of the corner of his eye, you'll see yeah. somebody walking around. Well, or if anything happens to the Green Lantern, though, we will be all over that. <laughs> we, will, we, will, we will have the latest update on that. <laughs> uh, Do you know he draws comics as well? Of course he does. Does he? Yeah, he's he's created his own character. Oh, is it Security Guard Man? No, it's like a. It's like I a, think they already made that movie. It honestly, I, 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 if I remember correctly, it's like a sock lawyer. A I, sock lawyer. <laughs> what? What is that? I I don't know. Well, it's original. I give him that. How did we end up going to that? Uh, I don't know where we, we need to bring, we need to interview him. What uh, yeah. is bringing me on the show? Let's get him in here. We should ask him what comic books he's reading yeah. today. <laughs> should I do a man on the streets? Would, coop, oh. coop on the streets. Yeah, yeah. Coop, you go out with your phone and interview him. Coop yeah. in the courtyard. Coop in the courtyard. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> we could do that once a month. We could interview James. Yes. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> I remember uh, years uh, years ago when Loveline was still a thing. Uh, I the guy remember there's a guy named Stryker. He's a DJ in, yeah. in L.A. and Stryker co-hosted Loveline with Dr. Drew for a very brief period of time. I think it was after like Adam Carolla left or whatever. And uh, apparently the the security guard 
at uh, Loveline loved my show, and they would be so upset because he would be bl- blasting our show <laughs> while he was you know, guarding the Loveline building where they Hell were doing yeah. their show from, and it used to upset them quite a bit. But I think he's still. I think that guy's still listening. Anyway, all right. It's uh, the Ben Maller show. On, boy, that sounded like a humble brag. That was that was just <laughs> meant. That was that was not meant to be a humble brag. I was merely trying to give an example of a security guard at another radio station that was also doing things that you know upset people. Anyway, uh, we'll press on. It's newbie night. All new calls. We'll take your calls. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We'll call this one a rewrite of epic proportions. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Reach Search has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. Uh, uh, and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We are going to have Ask Ben coming up later this hour on a newbie night. Your questions are answers. Hey, Ben, I have an Ask Ben question for you. You have to wait, Eddie. You're premature. Well, I wanted to know how did Roberto's wall of drops, how, what were the results of that? We had a Well, I was told we yesterday. have to wait two days, not just oh. a day. Okay, that's fine. I'd rather just wait a day. I don't know how many people are going to go back and hear the podcast from two days ago, but Roberto said two days. Then so I will ask again tomorrow. You still have time to vote. That's why I want people to vote. Last I checked, one was winning by a landslide. Yeah, I think I know which one it is. But I don't want to sully the vote Spill the beans. Yeah. You'll have to go vote to find out because maybe you feel differently. Maybe the one you vote for is not the one that everyone else is voting for. So I've been attacked by someone who writes for SB Nation, I guess. Uh, One of the athletic blogs is very upset. Uh, Who? uh, It's a woman. I don't know. I've never heard of this person. Uh, She's very polite, very ladylike. She said, you're an ass and are just jealous because the A's are historically and currently a hell of a lot better right now. Yes, that's absolutely it, Jen. I'm very, very jealous of the Oakland A's. Uh, That is is my position. Uh, Then she defends the pathetic attendance that was announced at the A's-Mariners game on Wednesday and she says, there's no reason for your stupid tweet. And to repeat it, yes, you are an ass. Good luck with that. Uh, that's from uh, Jen on Twitter. Well, Jen, you're not the first woman to call me an ass, and you will not be the last. Uh, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. And, yeah, it is wrong to point out that out of 30 professional baseball franchises, I don't count. Well, I'm going to discount Florida. So there's really only 28 teams because the people in Florida have decided years ago they don't care about going to baseball games. Well, I get it. So outside of the state of Florida, there are 28 teams. The team with the lowest attendance in professional baseball is the Oakland Athletics. That's reality. The Oakland Athletics. And don't tell me, well, you know, the the, the attendance in the Bay Area. Come on. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. Yeah. How many people live in the Bay Area? What are we looking at? In the greater... The overall Bay Area population. Like the largest market, sixth largest market in the U.S., I believe. It's huge. Yeah, I, I think what well, it depends on what numbers you look at, but the the population growth because of the the Internet boom and all that, it's massive. It's a massive number of people that you're drawing from. So anyway, all right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Let's go to Newbie Night. We have Danny in Lansing. 
and he's got some newbie news for us. Hello, Danny. Hey, how you doing? I am so excited. I've been listening for three years. This is amazing. Talking three? to Ben Maller. Yeah. Oh, it's a dream, huh? My God, dream come true. A shocking. Three well, I gotta, years. Yes. Oh, well. I got to tell you. Nicknames, ratings, and Nostradamus. And I'm going to attempt to tie this all together for you. All right, good. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. All right. So, first of all, I need you to call me by my nickname so the guys know it's me on the radio, okay? Because nobody knows me as Danny. They all know me as FLW. I spend a lot of money investing in Mega Millions and Powerball. So, I am a future lottery winner. So, please. <laughs> yes, yes. And when, name is FLW. All right, FLW. Okay. Yes. In terms of ratings, <laughs> five weeks ago, I got promoted to the warehouse foreman i got 31 guys classic rock radio went off the ben maller show was on yes you see that that's what we call a captive audience you got it 31 listeners good management skills attention advertisers go go yes now productivity has gone down so i'm not sure how long i'll be the uh, manager (laughs) but i'm working on it but we've got we've got a Freddie Garcia working as a forklift driver who in five weeks now has oh. changed his nickname. He is now known as Steamboat Willie. <laughs> nice, so, yeah. The show's working, Eddie. It My is cousin. working. And every time you mention the name Coop, the whole warehouse goes crazy screaming Coop at the top of their lungs. <laughs> no work is being done; they're just screaming their lungs off. You see how we're so, changing? We're changing lives here. And thanks for this FLW thing. and I. Now, I hope you, you know, there's winning the lottery that you could win like $25,000 in the lottery, and then there's winning like $80 million in the lottery. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on it. I'm yeah, working yeah. on it. Right. But now I got to lastly on the Nostradamus, because I work, this is a medical supply company, okay. and we do laboratory work. Hold on if a second. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on a second. Eddie, the people are saving lives. They got a show on. They're making yeah. medical products, saving people's lives, and our show is influencing their productivity. Oh, you, you have no idea. And if, you, if we can get a sample of the Ben Maller DNA, we can prove to your audience <laughs> that you are truly a distant relative of the great Nostradamus. Oh, that, that, would, that would be that amazing. Possible? Well, that would be amazing. You know, my, my DNA is very valuable. Uh, very, very valuable DNA. But uh, we could arrange something. That would be amazing there. And I, I know for a fact that I am a distant relative of Nostradamus. That is, without a doubt, the great Nostradamus, wow. the soothsayer of all soothsayers, the almighty, all-powerful predictor of the future. Uh, well, well, FLW, it's an honor, a privilege, and what a, another great success story. 31 employees. 31. 31. 31. And just in case, we do got a juggler for the talent show. I'm sure that would make incredible radio having somebody juggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be great. We'll get back to you. Yeah. You guys got a great show. Uh, we all love you. We love right. the well, whole staff. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Danny. There he goes. FLW from the factory in Lansing. I hope that it's something similar, like I, the way that I imagine it when, when they say my name in the uh, in the factory. I hope it's like when Deuce Staley did something uh, on the field, that old, uh, it was an Deuce. eagle, right? Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. it's like that. Coop. Oh, you're getting them excited now, Coop. You're doing that. You're getting people excited. <laughs> at the factory. You got to be careful. These people have to save lives there. They're making medical products to save people's lives. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox was some new. That was a good one. I'm gonna put that on my all. The, we have that's in the top three. Will anyone bump that out of the top three? So right now we've got on newbie night. We had the wrestling guy with the horse. Uh, his kid is kid was kicked by a horse and had to stop wrestling. <laughs> Jay Scoop, the ranch dressing reporter, and Danny uh, slash FLW, future lottery winner, 
with 31, 31 guys in a factory in Lansing forced to listen to our show uh, because he is the foreman and he made that decision. So, smart business decision. Absolutely. You know, the next thing these guys need is they need a sleep number bed. That's the next thing they need. That's the next layer. We'll press on. We have Ask Ben coming up in a little bit. Also, the wild rewrite for the ages. And more your calls on a newbie night. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia is here with the latest on all the goings-on in sports from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, yes, Ben, and lots of going-ons in Major League Baseball, including the Dodgers walking off with a 4-3 win over the Giants in 12 innings thanks to Brian Dozier's game-winning sack fly. L.A. snapped their five-game losing skid. They're a game and a half back of Idle Arizona in the NL West and two and a half back of Milwaukee and Philadelphia in the wildcard race. Astros rough up the Rockies 12-1. Colorado is also, like L.A., a game and a half back in the NL West and two and a half back in the wild card, Cardinals make it eight wins in a row with a 4 2 win over the Nationals. St. Louis is still one out in that NL wild card race. Braves over the Marlins 5 2. Ronald Okuna Jr., who had three straight games with a leadoff home run, it was hit by a pitch on the first pitch of the game, took it off the elbow, later had to leave the game. Atlanta gets the window and remains two up on Philadelphia for first in the NL East. Phillies kept pace with a 7 4 win over the Red Sox. Wilson Ramos, catcher for the Phillies in his first game. With Philadelphia, went 3-4 for four with 3 RBI. Cubs over the Brewers, 8-4. to four. Chicago now holds a three-game lead on Milwaukee atop the NL Central. And in 12 innings, the Mariners get by the A's 2-0 thanks to D. Gordon's two-run homer in the 12th. Seattle is now two and a half back of Oakland in the race with the final wildcard spot in the American League. Oakland drops two back of Houston for the top spot in the AL West. This report brought to you by TrueCar. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from TrueCar. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, did you see that Yankees GM Brian Cashman said star slugger Aaron Judge is going to need more time to recover from his wrist injury than the original three-week timetable? They lied, Eddie. They're liars. Yeah, he was hurt on July 26th. Still yet to swing a bat. He suffered a chip fracture in his right wrist when he was hit by a pitch against the Royals. Of course, probably no need to rush him back either way. Yankees aren't going to catch the Red Sox in the AL East, and they seem to be a lock for one of the wild card spots. So rest him up, get him ready for No, the it's the wrong approach, Eddie. I oh, you want to rush, rush have, him back? Uh, yes, yeah. I will have more Good to idea. say on that because the Yankees have been exposed as liars, and I will celebrate that at the top of the hour, as they say in network radio, the top of the hour. We'll press on. Zach writes in. He says, newbie caller of the year, FLW. Tony also, this may be the new caller of the year. A lot of people excited about Danny and Lansing, FLW, the medical supply, supply guy, the foreman, 31 employees, Forced to listen to our show. Uh, excited about that. Uh, Darren writes, and he says, I'm listening in the in London, in the UK, as I do every day at 9.30 a.m. here. You make me laugh every day, making people smile all over the world. Keep it up, Ben. How about that? The guy's a Viking fan in London, Eddie. He's awesome. a Minnesota Viking. He's a UK committee member. I don't even know what that is, but I guess he's a super fan of the Vikings. Are the Vikings going to London this year? I know the Chargers are going to London. I don't. I, there's a couple of London games. I don't, I don't know if the Vikings are on that list. They play like four or five games a year, it seems now. They keep adding more and more. Every year, a couple more games go to London. Uh, it's the Ben Maller Show. We're coming from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It's all you have to do. I mentioned I'm considering cutting the cord. I haven't done it yet, but I've, I've found a way. I, I think I, I've, I've found it all 
all right where I can watch what I need to watch. Uh, listener writes in says, I got rid of cable and satellite when I found your show. I'm not as crazy as Weed Man, but you're more entertaining than any ESPN show or uh, premium channels. Well, thank you. I uh, says, I guess finding your show was the best thing that happened to me. I don't have to waste so much money. Yeah, that's the thing, man. The bill, I don't mind the paying for the high-priced internet, which, you know, that's obscene as well, but I'm, I feel like I get some bang for my buck on that. But at least the internet, you can change it every year and switch provider. That's true. Is that what you do, Roberto? You yeah, I, I, I cut the cord a year, a year and a half ago from DirecTV. Oh, you did? Yeah, I got... Oh, I don't want to give them promotion. Yeah, but, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, but but your life is okay. You're okay with that. You've oh, been yeah, able to yeah, watch yeah. what you need to watch. And, yeah. All the sports channels. Yeah. I also got the rabbit ears, so I get actually free my free uh, local oh, HD channels. It's a solid move. It doesn't get Sunday ticket though. Yeah, depends on uh, he might. You never know. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to need. <laughs> you don't need to talk I, about. I, that. I just go to the bar and have a great time. You go to the bar. There you yeah. go. All right, that's very good. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Let's keep it going here. Let's say hello to. Let's see who's next. Let's go to Eric in Minnesota on a newbie night. All new callers. We have Ask Ben coming up in a couple of minutes. Your questions, our answers. Use the hashtag Ask Ben on Twitter or go to our Facebook page, which is Ben Maller Show on Facebook. Hello, Eric. All right, Eric. Is, oh, is he sleeping? I hear movement. Hold on. A second. Let's see here. This is definitely not hollering, James. Sounds like he's healthy, sleeping like a normal person is supposed to be sleeping. But yeah, but that's living. no fun for yeah, us. Yeah, we're going to hang up on you. Sorry, Eric. Doesn't translate to good audio. Let's go to Rob in Detroit next, and then we're going to get to ask Ben your questions, our answers. Hello, Rob. Hey, Ben. Hello. This is Mr. Wonderful. Come on, Coop. Oh, Come there's on. one. Oh, yeah. Big regular, like I'm supposed to recognize That's Mr. Right. Mr. No Wonderful. He broke, no he broke the Urban Meyer story, Mr. Wonderful did. That's one. Right How many there. times has he actually called into oh, the show? He's, he's on the show all the time. Yeah, his tweets. Urban Meyer! Yeah, see him right there. Urban Meyer! Yeah. He was right there when I was saying 80, 85% chance Urban Meyer's out. I believe that was the number I came up with. He said, Mr. Wonderful. I guarantee, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. he could have. you would have had the, an entire conversation with him on the phone, and you wouldn't have known it was him unless he said, hey, it's Mr. Wonderful. That's a lie. That is a lie. Guarantee it. Yeah, that, he's as much irregular as that Mariner guy that called up. <laughs> Mr. That, Stone. Yeah, that, that, is yeah that Mariner Rob guy. Rob Stone, the Mariner guy that called up a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember him. You were so upset about that. Mr. Gullible. Let's see if we get a good call here. Mr. Gullible. I'm sure that'll be good. Hello, Mr. Gullible. It's newbie night, and I'm calling Big Ben, and honestly cannot remember when I picked up the phone to be a sports caller, but it's worth losing sleep to stalk Ben Maller. He talked good sports, and you had the delivery style that leaves the competition behind you by a mile. The rest of the guys, they talk a good scoop with Eddie Pedro and Coop the Loop. But enough about you. Let's talk about me. I'm a Cleveland Indians fan with no pedigree. I just keep showing up game after game. But in the end, the tribe keeps pulling up lame. I try to stay positive but keep getting pissed because their outfielders are always on the disabled list. And now that August is waning and September is in sight, I just wish one time they would get it right. With visions of a World Series dancing in my head, i got to hang up now and go back to bed. Except I'm attached to a long cord to a landline, and my wife's sleeping, so i got to walk the phone back to the phone. <laughs> See you, Big Ben. All right, thank you. Uh, there he goes, Mr. Gullible. That was a rap, Eddie. It's not bad. He said it was a rap, but it was. it sounded... 
when I put that in the rap genre, he was he, he was, was freestyling. He was giving bars, Eddie. Is what he was doing. He yeah. was dropping bars. Except for getting Pedro's <laughs> handle. He was, Pedro. gi- he was giving bars. <laughs> I corrected myself. He was dropping bars. He was free. Yeah, freestyle. That was pretty good. He called me Pedro. He did. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, Racist. was close. He had an O at the end. Yeah, he had a few letters. Well, a few letters were. It's, it's were fair. <laughs> ben did call me Antonio last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> anything with an O. <laughs> In my defense, I was overwhelmed Racist. with that kid caller. All right, we will press on. Not that Roberto remembers that and holds a grudge at all. All right, we will. We will move on. We're going to have ask Ben your questions. Our answer, boy, newbie night getting really good. It's getting really good right now. Who, which newbie will be next? And ask Ben. We get to that. We do it next. The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed, and now you can thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download find podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. Five stars. Five stars. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We do not do shout-outs on this show, so we will not be able to say thank you to Philip who says he may not have 31 people working for him, but he has six, and they are all forced to listen to our show. So we can't give you a shout-out, Philip. I'm very happy that you do do that. Very kind. I believe you're not lying at all. So thank you. And Mr. Wonderful writes, and he says, Coop should listen to the show. I think that's my fourth call in the last two weeks, Mr. Wonderful says. Well, they don't pay Coop Uh-oh. to listen to the show, Mr. Wonderful. So knock that off. Just Josh, a regular Says newbie night is off the hook. Best one yet, and there's still an hour to go. Take that for data. One regular caller already sneaking in. All it takes is one more, and then I'm a winner, just Josh says. Good job by Coop. So he's looking forward. He's listening, hoping another regular somehow gets through. Let's get to it. Here we go, right now. It's now time for... Time for. Oh, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. It is a fun rama on the Ben Maller Show. Another arousing, <laughs> breathtaking, overly dramatic, some call it intoxicating edition. Maller to the third degree. We passed oh, very nice. the microphone. That's not an overstatement at all. We passed the microphone over to the Koopa Loop, Justin Cooper. Ben, we'll start off with a question for you. Woohoo! Uh, this is from Gerald on Facebook. Hello, Gerald. Ben, how long do I need to put the pizza in the oven without burning the garlic? Yeah, that's a good question. Now, it depends on what kind of oven you have. There's a lot of things that go on this. First of all, it depends on the oven. Do you have a pizza tray or not a pizza tray? That's number two on that. But usually what I do is I, I cook the pizza, depending on how much cheese, onion, garlic, the ratio of all the items. Now, I like to have a lot of, a lot of onion. A lot of green pepper, a lot of garlic. I can put more garlic on there than the green pepper and the onion. Uh, but to answer your question, you cook that bad boy at about – you don't want to cook it too hot a temperature. So I usually cook it about 410, 420. Uh, I shouldn't say that, Coop. I'm sorry. 410 then, Coop. I don't get Coop excited. 410 on the oven, and I cook it for about 15, 20 minutes, depending on the uh, my oven. I have a pretty good oven, so I do uh, about 15 minutes, and I'm good. All right, next – all right, this is another question for you, Ben. Good. Back-to-back, belly-to-belly, face-to-face. This is from uh, Nick in Denver. Hi, Nick. He wants to know, Ben, what happened to the medals? Bring them back. Oh, yeah, they're in oh, my bag. Wow. We forgot. We we went away on the holidays or whatever, and I forgot. I have the medals. They're right here in my bag. Yeah, Roberto doesn't know about those. I'm open to doing that if you want. 
All right. Then we'll start next week. We'll do the mental thing next week. We'll start it. All right. So ask Ben your questions, our answers. For those that don't know, someone, I don't know who, wink, wink, provided us with medals and the winner of the games, Mallers Mountain of Money and Password, get the medal for the following week. Yeah. All right. Uh, next. All right, this is a question for everybody. This is from Manic Mike on Twitter. Group question. Yes. Uh, other than monetary items, what do you keep in your wallet on a regular basis? I have no idea. Uh, let's see here. Other than monetary items, I have a... Uh, so, no, I can't say money and credit cards. I can't say right, that. Right, right. I have some old hotel keys. I stayed at, I guess, a courtyard by Marriott but years ago. Why do you ago. still have that? I don't know. I just... <laughs> I don't clean out my wallet. I stayed at an Oxford Suites. I don't even know what that is. I stayed at that one time. I got one of those. What else do I have in my wallet? I have some. I used to go to Disneyland. I had some. I have some Fast Pass Redeem tickets. <laughs> oh my god! Clean your wallet. <laughs> I have a Costanza wallet. I don't clean it out. And I have a uh, an a SAG Aftercard, which I've never used. I have some old business cards. I never use those. Although I oh I have some I, my M Life cards in here, Coop. My total rewards, I have a tap card. If I want to ride the subway in L.A., I can take that. <laughs> uh, Eddie, what do you have in your wallet? Well, I would say everything in my wallet has something to do with money. Uh, you have I nothing mean, else? No. Except for my driver's license. Yeah, everything really? else is- uh, oh, Aren't you special? Gift cards, Costco cards. Well, I, have a, uh, I, have a, I just found a Cold Stone uh, 10. You get a yeah. free ice cream with 10 ice cream purchases. <laughs> I've still got my uh, Raising Cane's card. i got to use That's that. That's a good one. Yeah. You got to use Stay that. We love our raising canes. Yeah, movie pass. Somebody gave him movie pass. Yeah, I got Works one of on those. Yeah. Bummed out about that though. What about you, Roberto? Anything? Same special? thing like Eddie. Well, everything. Everything Nothing. has to do oh, with money. Wow. Credit cards. Yeah. Those are so boring. Yeah. No, no. No photos, right? No photos. Yeah, I don't have all any all photos either. I don't have any. Yeah, that's all on my phone too. What about you, Coop? I don't have any photos, but I've got my 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 Vons Club card. That has to do with money, doesn't it? It's a discount yeah. card. There you go. I mean, there's not money on it. You don't like pay with that. Okay. Well, I have that um, too, for what that's worth. I have my my key card to get into the building. Oh, you keep it in your wallet. Yeah. I have that too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, of course, my Costco membership card. Oh, I've got that. And then I've also got my my health insurance card in here. Oh, you yeah. know what? I have that as well. Okay. Uh, let's try to sneak another one in real quick. It's Ask Ben Your Questions, Our Answers. This is a quick one. Uh, everyone uh, From Cardiac Stanley on Twitter. Uh, for everyone, do any of you know how to perform CPR? I did learn some CPR. I forgot. I think I could. Yeah, do, I, I think too. I could do it though. If anybody choked, Eddie. According to the PSAs on our network, it's just the chest compressions, not the breaths anymore. So oh. I think anybody can kind of do that, right? I mean, you just. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you yeah. need to be trained. You could. You could hurt somebody. Roberto, well, so you, you learned the option to, of death yeah, or trying. I used to work for LAUSD. Yeah, years ago, I I yeah. was trained on it. I forgot though. Sorry. Problems in the Bronx, or are there problems in the Bronx? We will discuss. Welcome in. The beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So baseball last night, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are a mediocre baseball team. Not terrible. They're above 500 by a couple of games. They're average. Tampa Bay is average. And they were able to beat the big, bad, mighty New York Yankees 6-1 to one in a game that was not all that close. Once the Tampa Bay Rays took the lead in the third inning, they, they did not look back, and they 
end up winning, holding the Yankee offense to just five hits and one stinking run. That's it. The Yankees get one run across against the Tampa Bay Rays. It a, a home run by Andujar. That was it. And so you don't make a big deal about a random loss on a Wednesday night, right? I say, who cares? Right? Fine. You're going to lose some games during the season. We get that. That's not the story. Brian Cashman made an admission that everyone is talking about in baseball circles. And if you did not hear this and you're not familiar with where I'm going with this, it happened on the radio. It actually happened on the radio. I don't know if we have the audio on this or not, but Brian Cashman was interviewed on WFAN in New York and admitted that the Yankee front office got it wrong. They botched the timeline regarding Aaron Judge and when he was going to return from injury. Cashman making this confession on the radio. The the initial report said it was a three-week three week period of time that Judge would be out. They had a chip fracture in his wrist, and that, that, that was just the way it was going to be three weeks. No, no big deal, nothing to see here, nothing to worry about. And that's it. Well, apparently our editing department did not think that's worthy of uh, playing Brian Cashman, so I'll just have to pretend to be Brian Cashman. Uh, and he's, he claimed the Yankee GM that he was being too optimistic. And so it's essentially anybody's guess now. Your guess is as good as mine when Aaron Judge will come back. Aaron Boone, who is still the Yankee manager for now, provided some vague updates. He said that Aaron Judge is running the bases. Well, that's great. Uh, he's reading fly balls. Does that mean he's standing in the outfield during batting practice? And he's also watching where ground balls go. Well, that's great. I could do that too. I'm able to do that. And so are you. Right? Whoopee. Whoopee, 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 whoopee. Uh, now, Aaron Judge also took swings without a bat underwater, according to Aaron Boone, who went on to say that Aaron Judge's wrist has shown, quote, significant improvement. That's hours after Brian Cashman admitted the Yankees got it wrong. That Judge is not coming back anytime soon, and there's no end date. There's no expiration date on this. And then Aaron Boone, like Pinocchio, as his nose was growing, was talking about how this is really good progress here, significant improvement the last couple days. Blah, 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 blah. Step forward, two step forward, two steps back. It's ridiculous. All right, so let's let's discuss. Now, the question, on the Maller scale of concern, the patented Maller scale of concern, 1 to 10, with 10 being you're the Mets and you sign Ioannis Cespedes, who's chronically injured and doesn't appear to want to even play professional baseball anymore, that's a 10. How concerned should the Yankee supporters be regarding Aaron Judge? That's the question. Now, I'm going to go first here. On the Maller scale of concern, 1 to 10, I'm going to go higher than normal. Like, normally you would say, ah, oh, it's only like a 5 or a 6, no big deal. I'm going 7. I'm going to go 7. And I'll tell you why. Now, I, I got some observations here. You got Paradise, Gymnastics, and NASA. And those are all related to Aaron Judge and this story. And we'll fasten these things together. Paradise, Gymnastics and NASA. Now, we'll begin with the fact that after being burned years ago, I can only speak for me and how this relates to me. Uh, I learned a very valuable lesson 
And I now when I was early on as a sports fan, my first few years, I was gullible. Uh, I was a sucker. I was a rube. And I fell for everything. Man, every every draft they told me this guy's going to be the next great player. I believed it. And every time a player got hurt, they said, don't worry, he'll be back soon. And I bought all of it, right? I bought all of it. And then at some point I had a come-to-Jesus moment. I had an epiphany, a life-changing moment. I don't remember exactly when it was. I, there was a few things that happened that could be the, the point that began the change. But I am now so jaded when it comes to these declarations made by executives, that when their lips are moving, sports executives, whatever comes out, don't believe it. Take everything with a grain of salt that has to do, especially with injuries, recovery times. Aaron Judge is just the latest example, and there's an endless list. It's the never-ending story. Brian Cashman, in that interview on New York Sports Radio, revealed that Aaron Judge received a cortisone shot in his right wrist, like this week, apparently. Now, what's the big deal about that? That means that Judge's wrist is not healing as predicted. So three weeks, then turns into four, and then turns into five, and it becomes even more problematic because the minor league baseball season's winding down. Cheap promo. We'll be in San Berdu next Friday. That's like one of the final minor league baseball games in the Cal League. They're shutting down the minor league baseball season, and then they expand the 40-man roster the last month of the year. And, and so if you're talking about playing in a minor league rehab game, the time is ticking. The sands of time are going out for Aaron Judge to get that. So then you're talking about playing a, a, one of those those games they play at the stadium five hours before the game, a uh, recreation of a big league game. Good luck on that. Now, in addition, right, the New York Yankees are the wealthiest team in baseball. They have a license to print money. And they have decided, if you believe the scuttlebutt of the mainstream baseball media, the Yankees have decided they are not going to flex their wallet to help out their roster. We are told that the Bronx Bombers will be standing pat and that they are not actively pursuing any reinforcements in the outfield. Not that they don't need reinforcements in the outfield, because, again, this is an open-ended thing uh, with Aaron Judge and whether he can come back and how effective he'll be when he comes back. Those are questions that have not been answered and will not be answered until he actually comes back, number number one, and number two plays well. Right. So you have the wealthiest team in baseball, and the son, the spawn, Hal, who is not exactly George Steinbrenner 2.0. This is a case where the apple did fall, uh, fall far from the tree. Now, the Yankees spent a lot of money, but it ain't Steinbrenner money. Like the, I'm talking old-school Steinbrenner money. The post-waiver trade deadline, which we're in right now, and, and this is since July 31st, or I guess August 1st technically, and we're in the middle part of August now, uh, you can get players. You can get players. Typically, you get players that have big contracts, and they – screw up your your finances and the economics, and those are the kind of guys that you can get. They're productive players often, but they make a lot of money. Teams are trying to unload salary, and typically that involves multiple years on a contract. And again, we're reading the tea leaves here, but the, everyone's, every indicator says the Yankees don't want to do it, that they are sticking to this payroll barrier, this glass ceiling of $197 million 
and they don't want to go into that dreaded luxury tax detention. So the Yankees, yeah, they're performing financial gymnastics right now. They're like, well, we trade for an outfielder, but we don't want to get somebody making X number of dollars, or otherwise we got to trade somebody who makes X number of dollars, or we're going to be in trouble. And as we speak, I know you're very concerned as you work the night away here or get up early this morning. You're very worried about where the Yankees are in the cosmos. I know there are some executives on television at Fox that are very worried because they believe that the Yankees on television in the playoffs are cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. It is a ratings bonanza. But the Yankees, as of right now, with everything standing, all things equal, the Yankees are three and a half games up in the American League wild card race. They're seven games up in the loss column from being out of the playoffs. Like, there's no real clear path to catching the Red Sox unless the Red Sox start taking suck pills uh, and just are terrible for the last month of the season. So the Yankees, that's unrealistic to catch the Red Sox. Uh, So now they have to stay ahead of the A's and the Mariners. Those are the only other teams that are in contention here for the wild card spot. You also have the Astros if they fall apart. So you got three and a half game lead, seven games in the loss column. Aaron Judge, a central figure. How have the Yankees done since Aaron Judge went to the DL, you ask? I will tell you. The Yankees have played 19 games. And they are 10-9. and nine. They're one game over 500 since Aaron Judge went on the disabled list. So they're 30 games above 500 overall, but since Judge went out, they're one game above 500. That's known as treading water in baseball parlance or just in general. Well, they're doing some of that. Last observation. In this latest Aaron Judge update, Aaron Boone said something that caught my attention. I mentioned it earlier here. We were told that Judge took swings without a bat underwater. I did not want to pass that by. Just imagine that in your head. Uh, Assuming you're not driving there, take a moment to pause and close your eyes and imagine a professional ball player in a pool taking imaginary swings with an imaginary bat. (laughs) I mean, just what, what what are we doing here? Does he work for NASA? Is he preparing to go to the International Space Station? And he's like a future astronaut. He's in the pool trying to prepare himself for zero gravity. What's, what the hell is he doing? I mean, really? And Aaron Boone, with a straight face, plausibly, uh, said that that is what Judge is doing. I mean, and the ironic thing here, the Yankees are a game over 500 since Judge went to the DL. And they even have bigger fish to fry than Aaron Judge. Pitching, pitching, pitching. The last month, Luis Severino, who they were billing as a Cy Young favorite in the Bronx, one in four, an ERA of almost eight. The centerpiece, the jewel, the crown jewel of the Yankee rotation. Trash, garbage, as Jalen Ramsey would say. The last two weeks, the Yankee pitching, 22nd in baseball. The Detroit Tigers, who haven't been relevant in many, many years, the Detroit Tigers, better pitching. Padres, better pitching than the Yankees. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. It is a newbie night, and we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas 
Garcia. It's all new callers, yeah. Eddie. We've had four legendary calls already. Solid newbie night. Yeah, we had the. If you go back and hear the podcast, but you'll hear the tale of the wrestler kicked by a horse <laughs> and the father of that wrestler dating the mom of a wrestling student who's like 20 years younger than him. Quite the tale. Hell yeah. We had Jay Scoop call up the ranch dressing guy. Great investigative reporter. For my money, he's the top investigative reporter we have in America today. Uh, Danny and Lansing, what do we call him? FLW, right? Future lottery winner. That's right. 31 captive factory employees at a medical supply company in Lansing, Michigan. And Mr. Gullible, who dropped bars, freestyling. All of that has happened already. What is next? What is going to happen Stay next? tuned. Inquiring minds would like to know. Now, I mentioned this earlier. I didn't pay it off last hour, so I'd like to do it right here. It's a rewrite for the ages. Did you see that FIFA, FIFA, Eddie? The governing body of soccer. Yes, the world's game. They have solved corruption. Did you see this? Well, if anyone would know about corruption, it would be FIFA. Yes, but well, they solved the, it. That's great. Well, that in the International Olympic Committee. Yes. Yeah. Now what? It's it's a two team race. The question is, what did FIFA do to solve corruption? I will tell you. Uh, they are all working for free now. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Even better than that, Eddie. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, even better than that. FIFA announced they no longer consider corruption a violation of their new ethics code. <laughs> what? what did you say? Yeah, huh. they so, they rewrote the rules and took corruption out of the FIFA. So that would book. be like uh, you know I don't know a town saying we have no crime in our town <laughs> as nothing is illegal. We're not going to report. Well, that's that's a good point. Yes, they also said I read this the other day. FIFA announced this week didn't get a lot of coverage in America because you know we don't really like soccer, but they announced that they will now ban any official found to have made any public statement uh, of a negative nature, defamatory nature, towards FIFA. So they've taken corruption out of the rule book, and they're instead going to ban anyone that trashes the people that run FIFA uh, or the organization in general. But wait, there's more, Eddie. Good. FIFA announced they will no longer investigate bribery. (laughs) They will misappropriation. This is, this is not. This no, is I'm not. Joke. Look it up. I'm not making it up. Look it up. I'm not making is this, this up. from the Onion. No, look it up. I'm not lying. Uh, this is from the Associated Press. They will no longer investigate bribery, misappropriation of funds, and manipulation of matches after ten years. Meaning, Eddie, if I'm reading this properly, if you if you can get away with the crime for ten years, you're good. You can get away what with crime. With no exactly, there's no crime. <laughs> Is that not the the, the most? You, I'm telling you, Eddie. Sounds look like it up. FIFA. It's yeah. the most amazing. They, story. they just told the IOC, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> that is outrageous. That is out. This is the greatest story. That is great. And you know, somewhere are, are uh, in the White House, they're like, "We gotta follow FIFA. We gotta be. This is the greatest idea ever." I mean, we'll just get rid. This reminds me of a modern-day version of what the NCAA did. The opposite, though. I I tell this story all the time, but the NCAA, in the early days, 
the term student athlete was not in any of their rules and regulations, but they got sued, and to get out of paying a workers' comp claim, some seedy lawyers cooked up the term student athlete because, hey, they're not employees. You can't pay workers' comp if they're students and athletes, and so therefore we're off the hook. And after generations of marketing and all that, people got brainwashed generation after generation. They thought, student-athlete, student-athlete, student-athlete. And it worked. It still works today. People are so stupid. They fall for that trap. And uh, how about FIFA, though? That is – have you found the story yet, Eddie? Yeah, I'm reading it. Yeah, it's not from The Onion, right? That's not from The Onion. That's a legitimate story. It's awesome. I mean, to have the, the machismo – I give FIFA credit because a lot of people would not have the uh, intestinal fortitude to make that kind of declaration. Those are some big balls <laughs> right there. Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> screw you, world. <laughs> you and your corruption. We will have no corruption at FIFA. <laughs> that's exactly what they sound like, too. That's yeah. exactly the same. That's exactly what they spot on. That's <laughs> just great. All right, we'll press on here. Your calls. It's newbie night. Will another regular get on? One more regular, and then uh, the over is hit on the wager. We'll have that. Eddie Garcia will also have his traditional puck the world. We have factor fiction. All of that. We'll get to it next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's Springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Listener Bill writes in, that's his fake name, he says, your drug PSAs are epic for Fox Sports Radio. I feel like you did them right after you watched an episode of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yo, dude. Well, thank you, Bill, or whatever your real name is. I appreciate that. And uh, we are broadcasting right across a kitty corner from where they filmed uh, several major parts of that movie, that iconic movie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The Ridgemont Mall. We're right across the street, Eddie, from the Ridgemont Mall there. I was aware of that. Yes, it the was Sherman uh, Oaks Galleria. Yeah, now it's an outdoor mall. Yeah. It was an indoor mall. Much, I, I'm more of an indoor mall guy. I like the indoor mall. Air conditioning. Yes, much better. Well, there's the Sherman Oaks Galleria here, and there's the Sherman Oaks Mall down the street. No, it was the Galleria. Oh, the mall? You're talking about the indoor mall? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, indoor never, go there. I never go there. It's not convenient for me. I don't go there. And they filmed that at Van Nuys High School also. Yeah. I didn't go to Van Nuys High School, so I can't help you on that. You know those websites? You ever been, there's a, a website called moviemaps.org. They have the locations of like every film where they were, every key scene was shot. It's pretty cool, actually. You got a lot of free time on your hands. You, know? <laughs> you just sit on the toilet, you're on the throne there with your iPhone. You're like, oh, why did they film that scene in Major League? Oh, okay. Oh, they filmed it at County Stadium. Okay, and uh, what was that other? Okay, yeah. That's what ends up happening. It is newbie night. Let's go to Dr. Dave. And he is next on Newbie Night. Hello, Dr. Dave. We're going to have Eddie in here in a moment with Puck the World, a whole lot more. Hello, Dr. Dave. Hello, Ben. It's great to be back on the show. I am a newbie. I called just twice back in July. Um, I cut the cable, and that's when I found you three years ago when I sold my house in Portland. So been listening in September. 
since that time. So since then, I just have the radio. The Ben Maller Show is my entertainment sports foundation. It's a great story. It's an American success story is what it is. How much money are you saving a month by listening to the Ben Maller Show? What was your cable bill per month when you were paying for television? Well, I had a larger family and accumulated channels. I was playing about paying about 150 a month. Now I just have my radio. Wow. And my cell phone, which I'm talking to so I can watch yeah. YouTube. So we've saved but I you need money and we... I want to apply yeah. for a job for the Ben Maller show as the medical advisor. Yeah, well, to... I, I thought you were, but then we haven't heard from you since. So I, uh, you know, it's one of those weird deals. We're saving you $1800 a year from not having to pay for cable. So I'm all for that, but you have to like you have to be proactive here. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I had a problem with my sweetheart. She's an early riser and she said to me you have to choose me or Ben. What Uh-oh. am I going to do? So I instituted the pumpkin rule. What's the She has what's to it? try to go to bed at midnight and I have to try to go to midnight at bed. And that's how I get to still watch the show. I was trying to invent the pumpkin rule to to call back in. She even was joking about it. She says, "So you're Dr. Dave." That doesn't mean anything to me. I go to bed at 9. Crazy. Yeah, well, listen. It, 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 let me tell you something right now, okay? History has shown the the great intellectuals, the great deep thinkers, the great people that invent things are night owls, right? That's when stuff is done overnight. The backbone of America is done overnight. And these daytime people, they just don't understand. They don't well, You get know what the what problem is, about. Ben? What? They, they live in a box. Exactly. We're out-of-the-box people. Yes. And so that's why you have the autonomy, the freedom to be creative, and that's why I set my clock around the Ben Maurer show. That's true, and man. If I could help out the yeah. Manish, um, I think we lost Jeannie in Medford. Yeah, we Great, did. great, great person. I started listening to her just as I came on. She was on a lot back in September of 15. Oh, she was um, all the time. It was all her all the time, yes. And she was a doctor, and now perhaps I can fill the role. For example, like cortisone shots. I'm an expert in two areas. Pain medicine, which helps, and <laughs> dieting. Uh, I have a proposal for you, Ben. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have a favorite number on your jersey? Uh, I wore a couple different numbers, but what, what are you? What are you getting at here? What are you? Like TB twelve. You know Tom oh, Brady twelve. Oh yeah, yeah TB. Oh, you're, oh, what hold about on, Ben don't... Maller? What about the BM? What would your number oh, be? I don't, BM I don't think would sell. I think people would find that well, offensive. Well, that would be but something we could leave behind. Yeah. My middle name starts with an S, so BS I think would be good. We could do something Okay, how that. about the BS10? You know, Is that your number? What's your number well, I, on your jersey or on our well, jersey? Well, I played football. I was a tackle. I had number 79 was my, my jersey. Okay. B, BS79. So is your dieting style, yeah. the intermittent fasting style, sure. is superior to TB12. Nice. There you go. And, 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 and you're not a and, quack like uh, some other people I won't name here because I don't want to get no, sued. But yeah, Here's the fun thing, Ben. What's Just that? like Tom Brady has his advisor that Belichick hates. Yeah, now, I know you work in Boston. I have no knowledge now. of anything. That's right. I'll be on t- tonight in Boston. Doubleheader radio uh, coverage after that Patriot game. Yes. I'm offering my services as the science foundation, as the medical advisor of the new diet craze, the BS10 or 79. BS70. Yes, I'm all. Listen, I think it's a great idea. We'll sell a million dollars worth of product. We'll be very wealthy, and I'm all for it. Uh, thank you. I, I must move on to Dr. Day. 
Saving that guy eighteen hundred bucks a year, hundred fifty bucks times twelve. That's uh, eighteen hundred. Matter of math. We'll press on here. We have Eddie Garcia with Puck the World, but first we have more, a double shot of Eddie Garcia. And he's going to give you the latest from the Geico Studios, Eddie. Let's get you caught up on yesterday's happenings on the Diamond in Major League Baseball games. So note we had the Dodgers walking off with a 4-3 win over the Giants in 12 innings. Brian Dozier with a game-winning sack fly to help L.A. snap a five-game losing skid. They're now a game and a half back of Idle Arizona in the NL West race and two and a half back of Philadelphia and Milwaukee for the final wildcard spot in the National League. Astros beat up on the Rockies 12-1. Colorado, like L.A., is a game and a half back in the NL West, the two and a half back in the wildcard. Cardinals have won eight straight to beat the Nationals 4-2, and they're just one game out of that final wildcard spot in the NL. Braves knock off the Marlins 5-2. Of note in this one, Ronald Acuna Jr., who had three straight games with a leadoff homer, was hit by the first pitch of the game in the elbow, later had to leave the game. Atlanta remains two up on Philadelphia for first in the NL East. Phillies over the Red Sox. Four, uh, make that 7-4. to four. Philadelphia catcher Wilson Ramos in his first game with the Phillies went 3-4 for four with 3 RBI. Cubs over the Brewers, 8-4. to four. Chicago's now three games up on Milwaukee for the top spot in the NL Central. And in 12 innings, the Mariners shut out the A's 2-0. D. Gordon's two-run homer in the 12th for Seattle was the difference as they moved two and a half back of Oakland for the final wildcard spot in the American League. Oakland falls two back of Houston for the top spot in the AL West. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, about three weeks ago, there was a spat between Kevin Durant of the Warriors and uh, C.J. McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers. Apparently, he does not like the idea of a super team, and he's not big on the Warriors. This time, he was on Chinese television uh, continuing uh, that narrative. He said that, once again, he has a distaste for super teams, calling them, quote, disgusting, end quote. Uh, They asked McCollum if he would ever join a super team, and he said, don't hold your breath. Quote, I'm not built like those guys. I was raised differently, end quote. Yeah, I saw that. Now, a couple of things here, because this this became a big uh, to-do throughout the day, last couple days or so. And it, it, even so much that he responded to some woman on Twitter and he she she was like go out and win a championship and all that. And now people are like putting that on t-shirts. I'm trying Jennifer was his response. Like did he think because he said that in China that no one in America would find out about it? Is that what he was going at? I'm, I'm, I mean, he's I, not been shy about, you know, Going after the Warriors and not thinking that, uh, or, yeah. th- or thinking but, that they're not doing it the but, right but then, way and all that stuff. Yeah, but then he responded on Twitter. He said, "Y'all stop bringing up old stuff." When when, when confronted with that story, he says, "Y'all got me out there looking like a bitter ex, one of the best teams ever assembled." He said of the Warriors with you know two players oh, you could argue are top fifteen greatest to lace them up. Four Hall of Famers with another one on the way. I'm I'm happy. Stop making me look oh. like a scorned man. Sheesh. The key part of that was the sheesh yeah. at the end. Does that got a Z in it? S H E E S H. Okay. Sheesh. Sheesh kebab. There you go. Yeah, so then to that, some woman named Jennifer said, win a playoff game, then talk. And CJ responded, I'm trying, Jennifer. Was his response. And so people made memes of the Blazers championship banner with tried for Jennifer on the banner, which I thought was pretty good. I thought that was very creative and good editing there. So, The Ben Maller Show, we're coming to you in style from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free 
rate quote. A lot of angry militia members, uh, the rage directed at Dr. Dave. Although Justin's happy, says Dr. Dave has called a few times. That ain't a newbie. He says, suck it, Coop. That's from Justin. There you go. Says it's not a newbie. Dr. Dave, he's a regular, according to him. He's called like two times. That counts as a regular. No, it M- doesn't. Miguel on fire says, Ben, you're not to be outdone by the caller FLW, future lottery winner. Miguel says he's got a trainee learning the trucking business tonight. He's listening to the Ben Maller show as they make deliveries throughout the night, growing the show one listener at a time. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Yeah, FLW's got 31. We had a guy that has six employees earlier check in. It's pretty cool. Sean in St. Louis is next on Newbie Night. Hello, Sean. How you doing, Ben? Sean, if I was any better, I'd be a cardinal, but not a cheating cardinal because Matt Carpenter's, I guess, hurt. He left the game yesterday. Well, you're, you're sounding good. You're sounding strong. You sound like you've recovered. I have a theory that I know you like to think uh, that you're a curmudgeon, but you, we know how generous you are. Is it true that you were out because you donated one of your kidneys to Danny G. <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually my left leg. I gave my left leg. Ben, ben to doesn't Danny donate G. anything. <laughs> the I price do. is uh, right. Well, <laughs> you know that you bring that up, Eddie, but there's a big organ trade business. Like that's there's big there's like a black market for organs in the world. That's there's a lot of money in that. Imagine dealing in that business, man. How like ghoulish is that, you know? How much can I get? What's the price of a kidney? How much can I get for a toe? You know, it's like, geez. <laughs> well, I've got a similar story to your Kenny Rogers perfect game story. Oh. I had tickets to the Mark McGuire uh, Sunday last weekend of the soft, uh, baseball season when he tied Maris's record and broke it. Okay. And I had softball games that afternoon and I'm, I'm going to be 50 so I've played thousands and thousands of softball games and I decided well I'd rather play than watch so I gave my tickets up and they had the radio going at the, at the softball game and I could kick myself for not going as, <laughs> as I heard that now I mentioned that I had played in thousands of games can you guess the only game that I was ever thrown out of. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna wager it might have had something to do with Mark McGuire and a certain <laughs> home run that he hit. Yes. So, so yeah. yeah. So I gave uh, up the ticket uh, and I missed out on that, and I end up getting tossed from those games. So hey, I, but but just I, like just like me, Sean. You have the story. I've got the Kenny Rogers story. I passed up going to a random Texas Rangers game where a guy threw a perfect game. You missed a chance. You had the. T- I didn't even have the tickets. I was going to get them. You could, you know, they were easy to get. The Rangers didn't sell out the games, uh, so I could have got it. It was a hundred degrees in Arlington, you know, in the summer, the day game, I believe it was, or an early evening game. So uh, anyway, all right. Thank you, Sean. That's a good story. That's another newbie with a good story. Take this- care. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening, Sean. Uh, good job by you. All right, Eddie, do we have a quick version of Puck the World? Can we do that here? Let's do it right now, Eddie. And start calling if you want to be in on Fact or Fiction. Call right now. Call now, newbies, 877-99 on Fox. Eddie with Puck the World. Here we go, Eddie. 
All right, well, we're less than a month away from NHL training camps really? opening up and about six weeks away from the start of the regular season. Have now, you sent your photo in for your Kings credential? I did. I I've did. not done that yet. I have to well, do you that. You might want to get on that. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're an NHL fan, you probably know that the NBC Sports Network is where most of the games are broadcast. They're going to have over 96 games a season. One big change for them this year, they're going to show Canadian teams like the Maple Leafs, Oilers, and Jets. They had avoided that in the past, thinking that U.S. fans wouldn't be interested, but superstars like Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, and Patrick Laine have changed their thinking oh, those guys are now going to be featured on NBC Sports Network. So my guy Jonesy's going to have to talk about those teams more? Uh, yeah. yeah. Old, old Barney Rubble there, yeah. I like him. He's a good dude. Nice guy. Uh, Winter Classic is going to be coming up on January 1st at Notre Dame Stadium with the Bruins against the Blackhawks. You've got the uh, stadium series game between the Flyers and Penguins. Now, how does Touchdown That's- Jesus feel about that? I don't know. I have not okay. talked to him. Okay. But, uh, you know, we get a good look at that as well. He gets a good view of everything. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple of signings this week. Uh, Ryan Ellis of the Nashville Predators, defenseman, eight-year, $50 million contract. Detroit Red Wings signed their leading scorer for agent center Dylan Larkin to a five-year deal worth $30.5 million. And I'll close it out with this one, Ben. You know, the Stanley Cup, the players are all enjoying their time with it. Everybody that on the Stanley Cup winning team gets their day with the Cup. So the Washington Capitals are uh, are doing a lot of different enjoyable things, but I did see that their video coach maybe did something for the first time with the Stanley Cup. He turned it into a massive margarita cup with mm. the salt around the rim as well, Ooh. and uh, they were drinking margaritas licking the, out of the Stanley they were Cup. Licking the Stanley Cup is that what they were doing? Well, their their mouth was on it, I suppose. So uh, mark tape on that. That's, All right. that's come on. That's nothing. That's not a good one. No, I don't think that's your abbreviated puck. The word. Well, it might point. be nothing to you, but if we mix and match that with the proper sound bites, like what are some other Eddie drops we have, Roberto? What do we got over there? What you, no, no, you'll find something. Uh, we we'll get to we're gonna get to this here fact or fiction. We'll do that here momentarily. Call if you would like to be one of our celebrity judges. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We get to fact or fiction. We do it next. The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed. And now you can't thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast available wherever you download fine podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to get to fact or fiction in a moment. But first, you need a bed, especially if you're a newbie. My God, do newbies need beds. Sleep vitally important. I I catch up on my sleep during the weekend. That's my move there. And many people realize that sleep's important. They they often overlook these same people, smart people, educated people, overlook the fact that the mattress makes a big difference. You don't even realize how big a difference it makes. You you look probably like I was before I found sleep number. I had had the same mattress from the time I moved out of my parents' house and I kept it. I was like, ah, I'll just flip it on the other side. It's fine. No, that's a mistake. I say sleep mode. Go Once I found sleep mode, it was a life-changing thing for me as far as sleep's concerned. It's wonderful. The bed adjusts to your body. It's amazing technology. My sleep member setting is 50. It's great if you're in a relationship, uh, couples, uh, it, the whole deal there. Many couples disagree about the mattress firmness and all that. With sleep number, you get what you want. Your partner gets what, you, what they want. It's, it's just a marvelous thing. You're only going to find Sleep Number at a Sleep Number store. Come in now and see the newest Sleep Number 360 smart beds from $999. There are more than 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Just visit sleepnumber.com slash Maller. That's M-A-L-L-E-R to find the store near you. Please transmit immediately. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. 
Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. Lies, 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 yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. We got our judges. Now, normally I play grab ass and we take our time. I'm running into a brick wall, so I have to get everyone on very quickly. And I, I do not be offended that I'm not going to ask you a million questions because we have limited time. Hello, Titan Man in Nashville. You ready to go, Titan Man? I'm ready, my man. And you're a newbie. That's great. I love it. I that. am a newbie. All right, hold on a sec, Titan Man. We have Turk and Tyler. Hello, Turk. How you doing, man? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be Turk. I used to work with a guy named Turk Stevens, but he's in Vegas well, actually, now. Well, actually, man, it's, it's Kurt, K-I-R-K. Oh, Kurt. Well, well in, in Coop's defense, he has some good weed. All right, hold on a sec. Uh, Charmaine in Florida. I think that's the – hello, Charmaine. Yes, I'm here. The first female newbie of oh, the night. Oh, my gosh. I love you, Ben Maller. I you, listen to you every morning on my way to work. She's breaking the glass ceiling for female newbies. It's and a, I'm a black female. Oh, Don't my God, her. it's amazing. Look at that. I didn't even know. All right, hold on a sec, Charmaine. <laughs> uh, not that that matters. Uh, Eric in Minnesota. Oh, hold on a sec. Let me push the right line. Eric, hello, Eric. Hey, what's up, Big Ben? What's going on, man? You chilling out, man? Yeah? Yeah, I'm getting ready to go to work. Union tenor. Nice. Good union job, man. You make that good money. Get the benefits, the it. whole thing. I'm jealous. Uh, who else? Uh, Jasper in Greensboro. Hello, Jasper. What's up, Big Ben? You're a judge, Jasper. This is a big moment in your life. I know. I'm honored and truly. And you're on hold. Uh, Joe in Minnesota. Hello, Joe. Hey, how's it going, man? Great. You're also on hold. Here we go. Three stories in 30 seconds or less. Story number one, free Bud Light for one win. Hold my beer. Well, Cleveland, a couple of bars in Cleveland announced victory fridges with Bud Light. And if the Browns win, they'll open up those refrigerators. Well, in Philadelphia, Dock Street Brewing Company announced that they will be offering one free 32-ounce draft of their house golden IPA every Sunday. That's until the Eagles lose a game. Story number two, hole-in-one. Jesus, yes. A company called Bradley Putters developed a -a one-of-a-kind putter made out of an old Notre Dame stadium bleacher. They stabilize the wood for durability, protect the seal number, and uh, there you go. You can buy that online now. It's available. Hole-in-one uh, from Notre Dame Stadium Bleachers. And story number three, LeBron not monetizing the shut up and dribble phrase that was, came from Laura Ingram there and all that. It's the name of his TV show on Showtime. But apparently a guy in New Jersey trademarked it, says he'll sell it to LeBron for a reasonable price. Which of those stories is not true? Let's see if we can get everybody on the air. We got like 20 seconds. Uh, Titan Man, one, two, or three, Titan Man? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with number two. Number two. All right, thank you. Uh, Kirk, one, two, or three? Uh, Number two. Thank you. Charmaine, the only female newbie, one, two, or three? (laughs) I'm going to go with number three. Number three. All right, thank you. Have a good day at work. Eric in Minnesota, one, two, or three, Eric? Number two, Ben. All right, Jasper and Joe, you got screwed. Fake stories, number one, number one, number one! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.